Diablo 4 continues to emerge as a game that I really struggle to quantify and put in a category of just what kind of game is this and who exactly is this game built for? I'm going to argue in this video that it kind of feels like it's made for nobody. I really don't understand what hardcores are going to enjoy as they have been very critical of the end game design. But there's also casual players. There's also new players to the franchise that I feel are going to be confused by a variety of the decisions that they have made. Looking at the 150 hour predictions for the seasonal character model, looking at this game just might not be for me because 150 hours is just to get to level 100 and if you're looking at making a brand new character every season that might be a bit of a tall order and many are questioning if this is even something that they should dive into while the beta gave players an opportunity to try out the game it was limited to a part of the game that won't really comprise the length of it it's not really what most people are going to be experiencing it's not the meat and the potatoes so I want to look at all of the Diablo 4 info we have up to now the hours to get to level 100 gear sets not being in the game skipping the campaign we've got good info on how exactly skipping the campaign will work but there's also the end game the paragon the seasonal info and we do have a Diablo 4 developer update live stream this week that we will be co-streaming at that time to cover it and see what exactly they have in store for us with the seasonal format but as the thumbnail states I just feel like this game is made for nobody. Now, I put all the good information right here at the beginning so you don't have to go searching for it. Make sure you hit subscribe. Make sure you hit the like button. That helps out the video. It ensures that you won't miss my content. We do live talk shows like this Monday through Friday. So from where I sit, Diablo 4 feels like a game made for nobody, whether you're hardcore, maybe you're casual, maybe you are completely new to the franchise. So much of the available Diablo 4 info has players on all corners and all levels of the spectrum of the player engagement saying, I don't know, I'm kind of scratching my head if this is the game for me. Now, I want to walk through a lot of the info that we have, and I want to ask the question, what will hardcore players think, what will casual players think, and then what will a new player think about the Diablo 4 systems and the setups that they have in place? And there are four big things that I really want to walk through, because I feel like these four big areas of the game are really going to be where many people spend most of their time. This is sort of the delivery of value and what you're primarily going to be getting out of Diablo 4. First, the 150 hours required to hit level 100. This has many players saying, I don't know if this is going to jive all that well with the seasonal model of making a new character every season. Number two, the choice to not have gear sets in Diablo 4. What's that going to look like for hardcores as well as the casual players and the new players? Third, the ability to skip the campaign has actually raised more questions than answers about why exactly anybody would do that and then the fourth category is the end game the paragon the seasonal format what's everybody thinking about that how are the hardcore casual and new players looking at those various systems so i'm going to walk through each of these categories and just sort of entertain what i think each player would feel like there is one player type that i think will enjoy diablo 4 and i will save that for the end of the video because i don't think it's the hardcore the casual or the new player so when they were asked about you know how long it would take to hit level 100 joe piapiora said reaching level 100 will take 150 hours for the average 
player experience. Now, I don't think he's saying for the average player. I say I think he's saying the average player experience. So for some, that means it might take longer. For some, that might be lower. But they're saying, you know, across the board, that's how long it's going to take, you know, the average player going through this game. Some people are obviously going to get very quick at it. They'll figure out shortcuts. So just for perspective, when you hear that many hours and you're like, my goodness, is that going to take a really, really long time? If you played every day for 30 days straight, so let's just say the first month Diablo 4 comes out, you play every day. That's five hours a day to get one character to level 100. Keep in mind, this is in addition to the info that the battle pass in the seasons will take 80 hours to complete. So let's run it through. What would the three player types think about this? Now, hardcore players might hear this number and they're not really going to bat an eye. They're like, oh, that's not a big deal. I'm going to pour thousands of hours into Diablo. Getting to max character level, you know, 150 hours isn't that big of a deal. But when you start to crunch the numbers, they might be trying to start to shave that requirement down. Well, why? Why would a hardcore player want to shave that down? Well, leveling to 100 isn't endgame content. It's sort of the pre precursor to the end game content and they might be looking at that 150 hours and saying oh my word it's going to take me forever to get any of my characters all the way up even if they're very very committed and that's primarily where hard- hardcore players live they primarily live in the end game even if they want to spend the first two weeks just on one character to get it to level 100 that's roughly 10 hours a day Imagine during the first two weeks of Diablo 4, and that's your goal, is to get that first character to level 100, and you got two weeks, you're really going to plow away at this thing. That's 10 hours a day. This is like old school EverQuest World of Warcraft hours for some people. And again, keep in mind, that's just to get to level 100. Funny enough, as I compare it to, you know, EverQuest and World of Warcraft, in a recent interview, they made it clear that despite its MMO qualities, quote, Diablo 4 remains firmly in the ARPG camp. This is why I made a video claiming that the game is an MMO in disguise or that the video has the video game has an identity crisis. Well, it doesn't seem to know what it wants to be. It doesn't know if it's a hardcore MMO that requires five hours a day for a month straight just to hit max level or is it a seasonal action RPG with fun and approachable systems? So I don't know where the hardcore fans are going to land on that because that sounds like an awful lot of leveling. We do know that in the seasonal format, leveling is expedited. Maybe that's on purpose. Maybe they want you to really feel the speed and the difference when you come into the game, create a new character for a season, and it goes much faster. But what will a casual player think about this? Since it's safe to say that even some of the hardcore players are going to look at these leveling numbers and think that they might be a tad high, casuals are likely hearing this and noping right out of the pre-order queue you know if it's going to take one character that long to get there they might say no thank you now some might say oh i'm only going to make one character i'm only going to play through the campaign that sounds like i'm really going to get my money's worth and if that's going to be your approach to diablo 4 then by all means i think you're going to get an amazing value from the game 
per dollar, you're going to have so many hours in the game if you just take one character through the campaign and just focusing that guy or that girl on getting them to level 100 and you're not worried about the seasonal format, then you're going to get a ton of value. But keep in mind, I don't think this is the kind of game that is appealing to that type of player in large numbers. There will be people that play it that way, but the general majority of people who are buying in Diablo 4 are looking for a game to play in an ongoing state. The other thing to keep in mind is that the game launches in a pre-seasonal state. So many casual players are not even going to hit level cap before the first season starts. Then they're going to find out that they have to start all the way over if they want to dive into the seasonal content. That character that they got to level 60, 70, or 80, or maybe they're in the 90s, they're almost to level 100. Well, that character can't really do anything but live in the Eternal Realm. They can't engage with the seasonal format, the seasonal content, the new quest lines, none of it. And I know everybody gets in my comments and says, this is how it's always been. Well, that doesn't mean it needs to stay that way. Now, what will a new player think about this? Well, this one's harder to quantify. Because it kind of depends on where they're coming from. If they're an MMO player, they're going to look at this and think this is no problem. They're going to think this is like casual hour. You know, that's nothing, right, to get to max level. ARPG fans, again, it depends on where they're coming from. Path of Exile players probably won't mind at all, but they may have already checked out. That's going to come up when we discuss the end game. Path of Exile players, hardcore ARPG players are looking at the end game, the Paragon system, and some of the formats in Diablo 4 and saying, that's just too casual for my blood, which is very interesting. I'm going to touch on that when I talk about why the game seems to really appeal to nobody. So I'm going to be honest. Just the first section of the video, right? 150 hours. I don't find that really landing on anybody except one type of player that I'll talk about at the end of this video. And that's a problem. Next up is gear sets removed. According to GameRant.com, in a group interview, GameRant asked Diablo 4 lead game designer Adam Jackson about how important specific gear will be in accessing certain play styles and builds. Jackson talked about how players will have more agency in devising their builds since they have mostly achieved that through player decision making within the game systems rather than through specific item sets. However, that doesn't mean that the loot is unimportant. This is Diablo after all. So hardcores are going to be split on this one. Gear sets were a big driver in previous games. You know, I know that was a big thing people looked for in the Diablo 3 seasonal format and shelving gear sets in Diablo 4 might turn some people off. Generally, I would think that most hardcore Diablo fans will not like this decision. I'm not a hardcore Diablo fan, so I don't really land on this in any way. As long as loot is awesome and important and I'm chasing good builds, I don't really care if gear sets are not in the game. Now, when it comes to casual players, because we're not just considering hardcores in each of these categories, right? We're considering what the casual player will think. I doubt they're ever going to even make it to this point. They're never going to get to the point where they care about gear sets. The level grind to 100 being a 150 hour requirement, needing to make a new character every season i don't see casuals ever really getting this far gear sets and chasing them and chasing min maxed builds is just not really going to enter their brain and i think that's okay but i do think this is another thing that's just going to be out of their reach when it comes to new players again it depends on the type of player if they actually make it to the end game their background is going to determine what they think i think the average player that is drawn to an arpg like diablo will find the lack of gear sets a bit strange that doesn't make it automatically bad but it certainly could be an unmet expectation. 
Next is the ability to skip the campaign. And this one was weird, in my opinion. The way they're setting this up, I cannot make heads or tails of this. I got a DM from one of the lead guys on the game. There was a really great thread. I got replied to on that thread. They're trying to let people know exactly how these systems work. So I do applaud that from the developers. We've got good info. Don Adams, lead quest designer from Diablo 4, took to Twitter to answer questions about skipping the campaign. Now, some were concerned it was going to cost currency. They were looking at Destiny's Lightfall and you know how you skip things there, and they're like, if you're going to charge me money every time I create a new character and want to skip the campaign, that's going to get pretty frustrating. I got a specific answer to this from Adam Fletcher, Global Community Developer Director. Uh, he actually sent me a DM in reply. He said, quote, There is no cost to skipping the campaign. You can skip it once you beat the campaign once on any character. And then Dawn continued on Twitter and said, This becomes available for your account after beating the Diablo 4 campaign once. Now, somebody chimed in and was like, Okay, if I'm skipping the campaign, what level am I? And he replied, Level 1 with the story quest completed, a predetermined set of waypoints unlocked, and access to mounts and whispers of the dead. So this leads to another question. If I'm starting at level 1, is leveling going to be more challenging? Because now you've just cut out a bunch of content. There's just a bunch of stuff you're not going to be getting. Because if you've ever played through the campaign of like virtually every video game out there, there's usually really good chunks of XP from completing major story beats or significant things along the way. Dawn replied with the following statement. The campaign is worth a lot of XP, so this definitely came up in our discussions. Ultimately, we determined that access to all of the side content plus Whispers of the Dead will be enough to level efficiently. We don't know what level efficiently means. I guess I'm going to be honest. If you're going to combine this info with 150 hours needed to get to level 100, I'm even more concerned about who does does this game appeal to. Like, why am I making new characters? What's their purpose given the primary grind and the ongoing model revolves around seasonal characters? And seasonal characters don't really come into play with the campaign, and they level faster as well. Main characters or Eternal Realm characters don't seem to serve much of a purpose once the seasonal format kicks off. I asked if campaign completion was required to make seasonal characters as of writing this the only response I got again from Adam Fletcher in a DM he said we will have more details about seasons in our next stream so he didn't feel like he was at liberty to give more information about okay so how does skipping the campaign play into the seasonal format we did not get an answer now somebody says does this work for new seasons too and Dawn on Twitter said yep so you take that for what it's worth maybe it does work maybe before the seasonal format arrives you do need to have that campaign beat if you don't we don't know what that looks like for the player yet we may know that by the end of the week that I'm recording this and doing this live so as of right now it seems that you may need to beat the campaign before you really want to do anything else because certain systems are going to hinge on that okay so let's run it through skipping the campaign what would a hardcore player think about this well, I think they will like it as long as the leveling grind is efficient enough or maybe even more efficient by skipping the campaign. So his statement that side content and the whispers of the dead will be enough to level efficiently 
Like we don't really know if that means that's the best way. That means what you'll just still be able to level is kind of what it sounded like to me. If the campaign skip actually slows or hurts leveling, hardcores will not like this. That's the one thing they're going to want to expedite because leveling isn't content. You get to a point where leveling is purely a ritual it's like well i have to do this i don't necessarily want to do this so hardcore players are going to be very very much against this if it in fact slows down the leveling but again are hardcore players going to be drawn to making a bunch of extra characters in the eternal realm or are they going to be more drawn to the seasonal format the seasonal format again seems to be under a lot of criticism from the more hardcore players which is why i continue to say it feels like this game really is made for nobody what about the casual player? Well, again, it's hard to say if the casual player will ever even get to this point. The max level grind combined with the seasonal character model system will likely have many casual players asking, why would I make another character? And why would I skip the campaign? And I think that is the big question. They don't really give a reason why you would want to skip the campaign. Let's look at the thread where he talks about it. He says, did you roll a bunch of alts to explore the classes before taking one to the finish line? You can skip the alts ahead or play them through up to you skip ahead of what you're just not playing through campaign missions you're not skipping anything right another statement he said do you want to play just up to your favorite part of the story grab a specific quest and then skip ahead skip to end game activities go for it you're not skipping the end game activities. You're a level one character. He says the team worked hard to build a high quality campaign and an introduction to the initial journey through Diablo. I think it's worth playing multiple times. <clears throat> Excuse me. But never plan to play repeat playthroughs per character per season. <clears throat> I'm, I'm getting choked up here. I am so sorry to do this during the show open. Now. <clears throat> He is just the messenger, okay? But this doesn't make any sense. He's just the messenger, but it doesn't make any sense. It's like, why would you skip the campaign? You're not skipping ahead to the end game. You're a level one character. Now, let's say you get to level 40 or 50, and then you want to skip the campaign because you've already beaten it once. You're just going to be a level 40 or 50 character. You're not jumping ahead. You're not skipping to the end, okay? Now, how can you do any of this if you're basically just skipping lots of XP from the leveling experience, but all you're really skipping is cutscenes and missions that maybe you don't want to repeat? If anything, this might be to your leveling detriment. You're you're shrinking the total XP pool that you can use. So what would a new player think about this? New players coming to the game are going to come from a variety of backgrounds. So I've been covering and following the game quite a bit since it was first announced, and I'm struggling to have any clear sense of why there's a campaign skip. A new player will likely feel a similar quandary. Yes, it's great to make a new character and not have to go through the motions of the story and the cutscenes all over again, but you're still just a level one character and you're going to need to lean heavily on early game side quests and bounties from Whispers of the Dead. It won't feel that distinct from leveling with the campaign. You're just avoiding dialogue. You're just sort of avoiding missions and quests that you've already run. But if you're still having to grab side quests and bounties, are you really skipping anything? So last and certainly not least, Endgame Paragon in the seasonal format. At this point, I have big growing concerns about the three big categories. Endgame, Paragon, seasonal format. I've got concerns about these three things. So 
let's what, what what would hardcore players think about these three things so what would a hardcore player think about the end game where the content looks very shallow boring and casual to them at least that's what people have been saying i'm not saying i agree with them but one of the concerns that i have is that all the stuff for the hardcores is not really appealing to the hardcores and all the stuff meant for casuals isn't really appealing to the casuals then if you look at the Paragon system from the hardcore perspective, I continue to feel total befuddlement at how Blizzard is handling talking about the Paragon board system. We still don't know anything beyond the basics, and even some of the basics are left out. Can I only pick one hemorrhage board for a barbarian, and then only one bonebreaker board? If so, why? And how does this affect build potential? If there's only one hemorrhage board and everybody doing a bleed build is going to pick the hemorrhage board, is that really lots of depth? Is that really lots of build diversity? It doesn't seem like it. There are things that the hardcores are going to want to know because it'll directly impact just how much min-maxing they can do. Lastly, what do the hardcores think of the seasonal format? This might be the one thing hardcore seem to be split on. Some think it's great, they love making new characters. Others have lost interest in the seasonal format due to the end game content and the paragon boards not being as deep as they want. Keep in mind, all of this is where the hardcore players should be elated. This is where they're going to live, and a lot of them seem to be shrugging at this. Now let's consider casual players. Endgame being unappealing to casual players is never a concern. PvP, Nightmare Dungeons, increasing world tier difficulty. Listen, it's totally fine if they're not interested in that. That's not a fault of the game. Now, Paragon boards, again, if they look at it and don't really get that into it or pay that much attention to it, that's not a big deal. It's not really built for them. But the problem you might sense emerging here is that both Endgame and Paragon boards should be built for the hardcores and they're kind of shrugging at it. And that should then leave the seasonal format for the casual player. If the end game and the nightmare dungeons and raising the difficulty and grinding for the best gear and and min-maxing with paragon boards, if all of that should appeal to the hardcore players, then the seasonal format and the seasonal battle pass should appeal to casuals or more mid-lane players. But, you know... Nobody's going to be saying that. Like, hey, come do new stuff, earn new rewards, level up that battle pass. The need to start a new character in light of all the info we already have. It's 150 hours just to get to level 100. It's 80 hours just to complete the battle pass. These two things, I think, are going to compound on themselves, and they're going to lead to mass player exodus. You can't keep telling me it's always been this way. It's always that way to make a new character. If you're trying to have broader appeal, you need to consider the players who don't play Diablo or other ARPGs maybe that's not their concern but I would be given this is the first time the franchise is going to land on console and PC simultaneously there's a whole lot of casual players that are going to find this game very strange once they get into it in other words the one thing that would keep the casuals in the game the seasonal grind the battle pass will likely be the thing that pushes them out the door Lastly, new players. Given how much both hardcores and casuals are feeling turned off by the end game, the Paragon system, and the seasonal format, I've even seen hardcore players say, miss me with this, man, there's too much. There's way too much I'm going to have to do, way too much grind for Battle Pass, way too much grind, way too many new seasons. It just seems like it's demanding far too much. I could see new players saying the same thing. And this leads to my final player type. 
the one player that matters, seemingly the only player that Diablo 4 was built for, and that is the career Diablo players. Folks who were grinding ladders in Diablo 2, those that are still grinding Diablo 3 seasons, this all seems built for them. The required hours, the seasonal character setup, the dungeons, all of it heavily influenced by the last eight years of Diablo 3. And while at one level, I applaud that. My concern is that we're left with a game ultimately made for nobody. I cannot see a mass flooding of new players diving into everything that we've outlined in this video. I can't see hardcore players sticking around given their current posture about the endgame. And casuals seem to be a large portion of the target audience until you actually look at the requirements to be involved and stick with the game. That said, I really feel like Blizzard tried to incorporate feedback and player behavior. That's kind of sad that it seems they actually tried to do the things we're always asking for. And this game will undeniably be very commercially successful. My concern is that maintaining players will be where the real loss is felt. Because in their efforts to satisfy players, it seems they may have fallen for the old adage. If you try to appeal to everyone, you end up appealing to no one let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions I I, I sat on this show for a while and I know they're doing a stream this week and I really hope they can they can stick the landing here because I have big big concerns about player base numbers beyond like first season okay when you consider the three main categories of gamers who will be buying and playing Diablo 4 hardcore casual and new players it really makes it hard to figure out who is this game for someone might say well it seems like there's a little something for everyone and maybe that ends up being true but from where I sit a game like this can't be bits and pieces it needs to feel like a satisfying meal to whatever you're engaging with You can't snack on a game like this. That's what it's going to feel like if you only engage with the pieces that appeal to you. And that leads to my second thought. Spectrum is one of the most challenging things to pull off in a game. The easiest example I can give is imagine you have one activity and it's very generous. It's dropping a particular item at a very good interval, but the item has a wide variety of potential quality. So you may get a good, bad, or amazing one, and that ends up landing on players right where they are. The casual or the more mid-lane player, they'll play just enough to get the thing or to maybe get a slightly better version than their first drop. But a hardcore player will go the distance for the absolute best drop. And the thing about this is, players all across their engagement will feel satisfied with however much time they put in, it will correlate with what they get out. And they'll likely engage with other content that is similar to that activity. Now, if you apply this idea to an entire game, it's immensely challenging. But this is fundamental, and I feel this is the fundamental failure of what I'm sensing in Diablo 4. There's no spectrum. It's very all or nothing. You either give this game everything you got, or you're not going to get much out of it. Conclusion. A game that is supposed to last for 10 years needs breadth, depth, and elasticity. Right now, the game seems to have depth, but in all the wrong places. And the requirement for engaging in the pieces that should have breadth, well, they end up feeling narrow, because you either go die hard, or you go home. 
This is one of those times where I hope I am incredibly wrong in my estimations and in my predictions. Because as far as I can tell, Diablo 4 is a very fun and good-looking game, but once you get a look under the hood, it won't drive you very far. It'll just drive you away. And that's the show open. Guys, thanks so much for being here. Sorry about, I don't know what that was. I got like the slightest tickle in my throat. That's the first time that's ever happened in the show open. So, you know, the the people that watch the upload, I'll just have to deal with like a little five second like hiccup of me having to take a drink. Make sure you guys are smashing the like button. A great turnout for a Monday morning. A nice strong start to the week after an amazing weekend. If you're one of the newly crowned members, we had an amazing Friday night stream. It was the most watched Friday night stream we have ever done. It's at like 1,500 views. So, so many members watch my wife play Redfall. And the new Dark Roast bags are available, so get your coffee orders in. I already printed a couple orders this morning. Thanks to the 10 folks hanging out over here on Kick as well. And let's get the member goal started. You guys are really, really close to the beard shave goal. We're at like 3,600, and you're holding. You're holding. I'm actually really surprised. I thought we were going to fall down quite a bit over the weekend. Fuzzy Muffin says, bit of a tinfoil theory, but I think Diablo is going to go half on everything. Hardcore, casual, and career Diablo player. They are going to give a bid in all aspects. Then once you see where the interest falls out, they'll tailor the game to that group. I mean, but Fuzzy, it feels like an all-or-nothing game already. It feels like it's literally built for career Diablo players, right? You know what I'm saying? The camera angle's too outdated. I disagree. Games like this are massively popular, popular, Lewis. It being an isometric dungeon crawler doesn't hurt it. Hear me out. Skipping the campaign and therefore missing the leveling and the loot is fully fair. Want to run the grind? Play the effing game. Right, but Derek, you have to understand something. Whenever you add a function like that to a game, my question is, why? What's the impetus? What what benefit is it to the player that after they've gone through the campaign a couple of times, they're like, well, I want to skip it now. Okay, what do you get from that? What? You? Oh, no, they, they miss out on the XP and the gear. That's fair. If you want the stuff, then play the game. But you have to understand, you're not talking about a traditional game that has a campaign and that's it. You're talking about a game where people live in the end game. They're grinding nightmare dungeons. They're grinding the fields of hatred. They're they're already level 100. You see what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't make any sense. It's like I, what's the purpose of that? Luke Smart with the first super chat tip of the day. It's eleven dollars and it says, how many players do you think will completely avoid Diablo 4 due to the horrible Diablo Immortal pricing? Personally, I felt betrayed by Blizzard. Even if D4 is good, I'll never turn i mean honestly honestly i I don't know how many people are going to judge diablo 4 in light of diablo immortal i really truly don't a time shortcut they can earn from where they start that's fair but what time shortcut you don't have it's not a time shortcut you 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 don't what what time shortcut you start in the game as a level one that's it you skip the campaign you what time shortcut it's not like they can go jump to do endgame content. You make a good point with the fact that the seasonal characters are still a focus. Nobody wants to make a new character each season. Some people do want to make a character each season. Listen, if the primary reason that people want to make a new character in a Diablo 4 season is because the leveling is so slow and leveling is faster in the seasonal format, that's not good game design either. That's the other thing I'm curious about. Is like, Did you guys do this? 
to, to make the seasonal grind feel better? I judge all Blizzard games by their worst until they come out and apologize. I think you're asking for something that will never happen. So I, I, yeah, I'm not trying to burst your bubble, homie. Come out and apologize for what? Making a very successful mobile game in a market that accepts that kind of monetization practices? Like, come on. You're hitting the ground running on build grinding and also that's why you get a mount. But you're a level one. What do you mean build grinding? I don't understand what you mean. There is no ethical consumption. Everyone must choose for themselves. Right. If that's your choice, Luke, that's totally fine. Like if you feel that there's just no way for you to support the game because of Diablo Immortal, then, you know, that's fine, dude. By all means, take take that that position. But expecting others to and expecting an apology an apology for what? James Tiberius Kirk coming in with a $10 super chat with four seasons per year lasting three months each. That means you'll never have a main. You'll never go back to an old seasonal character given you'll always be playing seasons. It's a catch 22. Thank you for the $10 super chat tip, James Tiberius Kirk. Guys, we're already getting super chats. Let's get some members. If you want to see that, that beard come off, let's get some coffee orders, get the day started. Let's set our sights on 300 likes. It's a nice strong start to the day. I know I'm taking up a negative position here. But I just, I don't know who this game is designed for. I literally can't quantify the type of player this is made for, right? What's the difference if I start the game now or if you start the game new during a future season? I think we're getting wires crossed. Okay, so there's two ways to play the game. You can make a new character, play through the campaign, and exist in what is referred to as the Eternal Realm, okay? The seasonal character grind is completely different the seasonal grind is welcome to season one make a new character and engage in the seasonal format the seasonal battle pass the new seasonal content we will know more this week about what exactly that looks like but what it traditionally looks like in a game is they speed up the leveling because it's a seasonal character and you only have so much time before the season ends and before that season ends there's all these things that you need to do you need to complete challenges you need to complete missions you're working on these things called chapters and then you've got these you know you got a battle pass as well your audience doesn't know ARPGs you need to give a primer Right, some people might not be familiar with the way ARPGs work. They've sort of developed and evolved over the last eight years, largely influenced by Diablo 3. So eight years ago, Diablo basically took the ladder system from Diablo 2 where there was always these resets where a ladder would reset and people would grind and try and race. And they took a similar idea and said, okay, you're going to start with a new character, you're going to level much faster, and you're going to go grind these rifts. And rifts were basically randomly generated environments Environments with enemies and every season had a theme and then every season had like a set of things you could earn if you did all the seasonal stuff so it combined all the things that people like about these games early game grind where everything dropping is important and you're leveling and getting new abilities and it also combined that sense of leveling up and getting a build and then it also combined that sense of I'm checking off these boxes and I'm getting rewarded for it and it gets harder and harder as you go right like you get up to pretty high levels of difficulty you get up to pro- pretty high level uh, levels of, of challenging content and then once the season ends you get all the stuff that you earned 
and then that character is no longer a seasonal character it now gets dumped over into the eternal realm so you can keep playing with that character if you want largely there's not a whole lot much of a reason to because the game itself is in a static state if they're not doing anything with the main game anymore they're not doing anything with the with the campaign so so they took that idea and they brought it to Diablo 4 and they said, well, that's what, that's what we're going to do. Prophecy gets our week started off with the first gifted member. He says, listen, man, I want to see that beard shave. We're 400 members away. Let's go for it. He says, I'll do the first step of the long journey. Thank you so much, Prophecy. It goes to Vithar. So if you look at Diablo 4, this is where it gets confusing. This is where I continue to say, I can typically look at a game and gauge What's the player base going to look like? Who's going to flock to this game? You'll remember in my New World coverage, I had similar concerns. They built a game that felt far more approachable to more mid-lane, more casual MMO players, but then they had all these hardcore things in it that I kept saying, this is going to drive people away from the game, right? Well, I'm getting a similar vibe from Diablo 4. Because Diablo 4 looks awesome, really satisfying. They did great work with the Diablo 4 gameplay with respect to sound design, combat, and all those various things. And then when you look at a seasonal format and a battle pass, I can't help but look at Destiny and say, hey, look at that. You've got this really, really great casual game that goes on and on and on, and people buy seasons and people grind season passes, but then there's really, really great hardcore stuff as well for people that you know play at the hardcore level. And I look at Diablo 4 and I say, okay, everything that seems like it should appeal to the casual player seasonal format seasonal battle pass is set up in such a way that they've not adopted or adapted any modern video game sentimentality it feels very much diablo 3 career player sentimentality and then when i look at the the the, the actual end game the paragon boards and how that's all structured it still feels very vague to me i'm like okay why do we do all this though? Yo, John always upgrades to a VIP. Every week we end with the VIP debrief. You guys missed a heck of a debrief this last week. They even got me to talk about Destiny a little bit. Um, that's a great reason to be a VIP. You can always go back and become a VIP and watch those past broadcasts. I debrief with Creature, my producer, about how the week has gone. Welcome in. If you're just now tuning in, we're talking about Diablo 4 is made for nobody. My opening monologue, I walked through uh, the end game, the seasonal format. I walked through no gear sets, skipping the campaign. 150 hours is what's required to get to a level 100 character. And I simply asked the question, of each of those things, what does a hardcore player think? What does a casual player think? What would a new player think and the more I look at it it all seems built for career Diablo players I don't see it appealing to casuals I don't see it appealing to new players I don't see it appealing to hardcore players either the people that were really looking forward to this I'm looking at a lot of the dialogue from the hardcore audience and they seem sort of confused everybody's confused at least that's how I feel the Paragon board system especially has just never been adequately described. Good morning, Sven. Good morning, Raptor. 
Guys, as you come in and say good morning, make sure you smash the like button. It helps more people find the stream. Over 600 people here. If you're one of the newer people that has gotten a membership, or maybe you've just started following me because of my Sony or my Xbox coverage, I hope you enjoy variety gaming coverage because we don't just talk about the big, big front burner news topic sometimes we get down into the muck and the mire here and do an opinion piece this is my opinion about diablo 4 and love to have these discussions with you guys what's good icebreaker good to see you i'm down with vip you know me thank you so much john always for 20 months zero says seasons refresh the trading market and economy and it's a big deal some people get lucky and they get best in slot items very early and they become filthy rich. Next season might not be so lucky and have a workaround. I don't actually mind that being a part of the grind or a part of the system, but it being a requirement, I just have a very strong... My gut is telling me that casual players are going to be shocked when season one starts. That's been one of my predictions. Thank you, Chris Goyan. Good evening to you there in the Philippines. What's good? Kicking it with Timmy B. I definitely think you're confused. I am confused. I've not watched a single person that has made sense of any of the systems to me. The best video out there is from the Comeback Kids about the Paragon board system. But then when I learned you could only do one of each board type, I was like, wait, I don't understand. So how much customization is there? If you're doing a bleed build for a Barbarian and you can only do one hemorrhage board on the Paragon boards, then... Everybody doing a Barbarian bleed build is going to have the same hemorrhage board and the same build. It's it's not this complex interwoven system that they said it was. You're just going to pick hemorrhage. And you're just going to pick all the things that go best with a hemorrhage build, with a bleed build. They're not... Well, I don't know if they're selling leveling boosts, Eugene. I got a direct answer from Adam Fletcher. He's one of the lead community guys, and he said there is no charge to skip the campaign. That's all he said, though. I'm not hearing the negative. You get a whole new dev grind experience each and every season, more of the game you love. How does that not sound good? Well, see, that's a completely legitimate question if, in fact, you're ready. Okay? So, let me paint a picture for you. 20 months and it's a VIP plus from Ryan Hayer. Became a VIP to hear Creature Hate on Lono. That's a great reason to become a VIP. It's also a great reason to gift members because then you make it really easy for people to upgrade to VIP. Let's get that member number going for the day. Let me paint a picture for you. So, Diablo 4 release date. The game launches in a preseason state. Okay? Preseason state, meaning there is no season going on. So everybody's equal, everybody's grinding the campaign, everybody's trying to get to level 100, right? Good morning, Feed. And because it launches in a preseason state, you're going to have a ton of newer players or more casual players doing the best they can. It takes 150 hours to get to level 100 for the average player. They said said the average player experience, it's going to be 150 hours to get to level 100. So you got to imagine a lot of the player base is not going to be there yet when the first season starts. So when season one starts, and they're like, here's all the new stuff. Here's the new quest lines. Here's the new seasonal mechanic. Here's all the stuff that you can engage with. A player that's like 
I don't know. Let's say you're level 75. Ryan comes in with the first gifted member bomb of the day. We had the biggest day on the channel ever on Friday, and you guys got awfully close to 4,000 members. You're only about 400 members away right now, and that is a beard shave. Like, I've not done that since before I was married. Seriously, that's a huge, huge goal and a huge, huge achievement. Thank you, Ryan, for pushing the needle a little bit further. So... That player, I want you to picture a player that got into the game, maybe they're more casual, maybe they're mid lane, maybe they're new, and they're like level 75. And then season one starts, and they're like, oh cool, I get to go do all the new season stuff. No they don't. No they don't. You gotta make a new character. You gotta make a brand new character. Why? I just got this character to level 75, why can't I use this character? Somebody said, a casual player will be torn between leveling their main or playing a season and missing out on that stuff. That's some pretty big FOMO created by, quote, player choice. The casual player isn't worried about any of this. They're by definition casual. So, Hugh, Hugh man, human, you think casual players don't care about battle passes and seasonal content? You think they're going to just shrug at seasonal content? They're just going to keep grinding their main? Yo, good morning, Feed. Good to see you in the chat. Good morning, Hilly. Good morning, Zubair. Can we vote? He says, I want a handlebar mustache. I mean, if you guys want a mustache instead, I'll do it. Get the 4,000 and we'll talk. James Tiberius Kirk with a $10 super chat tip. A meta is inevitable in most ARPGs. Diablo 4 will be no different. It's just the way it's going to be. You'll have small variations, but overall the builds will be similar. That's fair pushback. That's fair pushback. That the, you know, the Paragon board system will inevitably lead to a meta for sure. For sure. Luke Smart coming back in with another super chat tip. 550. 150 hours for level 100. If a casual does 15 hours a week, three hours a night, it'll take four or five months to hit max. A casual won't stick around. Once you start crunching the numbers to get to level 100, you're. Listen to what I'm saying. This game is built for nobody. It's built for nobody. Crunch the numbers. Even a hardcore player, if they if they play for two weeks straight and they're like, I want to get a character to max level in two weeks, that's 10 hours a day. That's like old school MMO hours, bro. To get one character, a hardcore player is like, all right, I want to get a character to max level uh, in, the, in the first two weeks of the game coming out. That's 10 hours a day. So at most, if you play 10 hours every day of a month, they can end the first month of Diablo with like two max level characters. Seasons are typically three months long, right? I think. You gave me new season of Horizon or Kena uh, or some rad game I'll be in all in. Starting at level one is absolutely fine by me. I want to play more. Right. You're saying that as somebody who has completed those games, Derek. You're, You're missing the boat here. Imagine if they launch a new season in Horizon and you were only about a halfway through Horizon. And then when season one comes to an end, you miss out on all those rewards. And then season two starts. Do you see what I'm saying? It's going to create a rhythm that doesn't link up with most people. Also consider the fact that like, if they did that in Horizon and you finally got to jump in in season two, what if you don't get everything? What if you don't max everything out? They're saying 80 hours for the battle pass. You'd have to literally play the game like it's your job. That's why I said this all feels built for career Diablo players. It doesn't feel like it's built for anybody else. 
JoJo with a six spot through Super Chat. I was looking forward to it, but Destiny really burnt me out grinding on the FOMO feeling. Game looks great and fun, but don't want to do chores. My man Rissick went so massive last week. 20 months down, let's go. Let's get Frick, yo, my man with the VIP gold. Guys, do me a favor. If you're not going to become a member or gift members, the least you could do is smash a like button. Let's get 300 likes on the video. To play the seasons out of order? What do you mean? You play the seasons out of order? You're, Derek, you're stepping into a pool and you're calling it Jello. You don't know what you're, you're stepping into something I think you're unfamiliar with. You can't play the seasons out of order. Once season one is over, it's over. It's gone. Never to return. It's a time limited thing. It literally has a calendar date start and a calendar date end. You're not, I don't think you're familiar with seasons. Like, you're thinking seasons are like DLC that, like, in Horizon, you can just get to it later. Like, oh, if Burning Shores launched, and then another DLC launched, and then another DLC, like, oh, I'll just play them in whatever order I feel like. No. No, season one will be gone. Never to return. That's the whole point. Like, I think there's healthy amounts of FOMO. Like, there's healthy amounts of fear of missing out, right? It drives people to engage. It drives people to play. I'm not saying FOMO is always universally bad and wrong, but in this case, I think it's going to cause a dissonance in the player's mind. Like, wait, I'm not done with my first character. I'm not done with my first character. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm supposed to start a seasonal character? It's 80 hours for the battle pass. Like, 80 hour battle pass, not even an hour a day. Right, but again, you're, see what I'm saying? You're thinking in a lane that lots of players don't live in. Think of it this way. I'm not saying that they should make this game far more casual. I'm saying the things that typically appeal to casuals are built for hardcores. They are. And the things that typically appeal to hardcores, they feel like they've been casual. <clears throat> they feel like they've been casualified. Does that make sense? It's like they've tilted parts of the game in the wrong direction. Eugene says, you're halfway through, and if you don't immediately put down your main character and start a new character, you miss out completely on the new stuff, and now you've lost time progressing your main. Right. And there's literal quest lines that will have returning characters, new characters, and story elements to them. You'll miss out on all of that if you skip a season. I thought other games that had seasons eventually cycled. No, that's not a thing. Uh Uh-uh. Like, the seasons in Destiny have names, and they don't come back. Like, they don't come back around, you know? Lono, do we need... To protect people that buy games they don't understand when they buy them. I feel like that's on the consumer, not on the game. Zubair, I don't understand this game, and I'm a YouTuber. How on earth could the average consumer be expected to understand what Diablo 4 is going to ask of them? I can't quantify what this game wants to be. I can't. All I can tell is, hardcore players are looking at the end game and saying, that's too dumbed down, and casual players are looking at the seasonal grind, the battle pass, and the leveling, those are all the things that typically appeal to casuals, and they're looking at it and saying, that's too hardcore. Both edges of the game are shaped in the wrong way. You're giving people that like squares circles, and you're giving people that like circles squares. It's like, this isn't going to work. 
table JFK with 20 months and it's a VIP. He says, Diablo 4's demonic denizens dangerously dance and dash daring, daring. You put daring twice. Daring, daring devil hunters to delve deeper into the dark and deadly domains. James Tiberius Kirk with a $10 tip says, in this case, FOMO will be unavoidable due to the devs including additional story plots in the seasons. If you don't play a season, you'll miss out on the extra story quest. That's all. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying, James Tiberius Kirk. James Tiberius Kirk's been on my side since my 3141 character video. It's like, I don't... I've been covering video games for a really, really long time. And typically when I look at a game, I can say, okay, this is the kind of player that's going to vibe with this game, right? I, I take one look at Path of Exile, and I know exactly the type of number-crunching gremlin that just loves Path of Exile. I, that's That, to me, is a term of endearment, right? You are cut from a unique cut of cloth. If you got Excel spreadsheets, and you're out here just loving Path of Exile, okay? You're great, but, you know, I don't think there's a ton of you in the market. But when I look at Path of Exile, I can immediately sense, like, not for me, not for casual, not for mid-lane players. We're all going to check out. That's going to be the case. Hey man, just joining. Are you planning on a live about how Microsoft can be aggressive in getting third-party deals when it's install-based that Sony has an advantage that make these deals happen? I I don't know what you're talking about. That's not on the subject matter for today. I don't like to derail to go and talk about other things. Chad says, I agree with you, but on the story side, I thought they said that the story added each season would become part of the game baseline non-season once the season ends. Chad, can you point me at an interview where they said that? Because that would change things. I'm, I'm being honest. I think that would change things a little bit. Not a lot, but that would change things a little bit. If And again, I don't know how you communicate that to the casual player that's like, I just hit level 80 and season one started. Will I be playing the beta again this Friday? I don't see the point. It's just a server slam. There's not going to be anything new going on. I mean, I think I think the updated um, Druid stuff is in the game. They aren't adding story plots at seasons. Yes, they are. No, Rod Ferguson simply said zero, and this is what ticks me off about them. They're being super confusing. Rod Ferguson said that the seasonal stuff's not campaign. But if you go read their descriptions of the seasonal quest lines, homie, it's basically campaign. It's quest lines with returning characters and new characters and story elements expanding the world of Sanctuary and the lore. You can wave a hand and say that's not campaign. Homie, that's campaign. What do you mean? I've got returning characters, new characters, lore, quest lines. You're expanding the world and my character's place in it. These are their phrases, not mine. Rod Ferguson can wave his hand all he wants and say, oh, it's not campaign. Listen to how they describe it. They're like, we want compelling reasons for you to come play every season. World-changing activities is what I understood. Some of that's in the game, yes. A, first order of coffee was 20 minutes ago. Three bags of dark roast to my man, Raijin. Two more coffee orders coming in. A bag of dark to assume parasite. And a bag of... Oh, three frickmas and two light to iron jimadari. Iron jimadari. You guys got... the, The sale on the light roast and the frickmas is still going on. Get in there. 
<clears throat> we have almost 700 peeps in here. Are y'all? Let's hit the like button. Good to see you, Stone Spire. I think it's only going to be NPCs explaining the seasonal stuff. All right, tra- track with me here. Track with me here. Part of what we're experiencing right now, as you're saying things and I'm saying things, do you understand that we don't have concrete information, which is why we're saying what we're saying? We, we don't have concrete information. Now, we might have it this week with their, with their stream. They're doing a stream about seasons. But, bro, y- waving your hand and saying it's not campaign while you just got done saying there's going to be returning characters from the campaign, new characters explaining the new mechanics, explaining my standing in the, in the world of Sanctuary as it changes, and being like, well, it's not campaign. It's just NPCs explaining things. Huh? But, but that's how games like this kind of build their story sometimes. I don't need a 15-minute cinematic for it to be considered story and, and, and campaign. Tubbs with a $5 tip. It's like Warzone. If you don't max the battle pass, you miss out on the max skin unlock. I think most can understand it that way. You miss out. You're jumping to conclusions. How am I jumping to conclusions? I'm just reading what they said. I'm just reading what they said. We want to give you new and compelling reasons to return every season. There's going to be new quest lines with new and returning characters explaining your your character's standing in Sanctuary. The world of Sanctuary will be expanding with the with these with these seasons and with these quest lines. How am I supposed to understand that? You want me to preemptively presume and wave my hand and say, oh, it'll all be dumb. It'll all be lame. It'll all be just NPCs talking. It'll all be meaningless. They just got done saying this is one of the reasons to come back every season, but then I'm supposed to wave my hand at it and say, it'll just be NPCs talking. It does make me sad that Halo fell flat because of this. They eliminated FOMO with the passes, and they did it in a thoughtful way. Oh well, the best way they handled the battle passes was in the was in the Master Chief Collection, not Infinite. I think that's what you're referring to, Sven. You're also stating that the idea of the end game starts at 100. It starts at 50, and Tier Four starts at 70. You don't need to hit 100 to play the end game. Oh, okay, that's fair pushback, but homie, that's not that was back when we were talking about skipping the campaign. You still need to get to level 50 every time. Th- th- that's not an answer to my quandary. That's not an answer to my confusion. Do you understand? Like, you're right. It's fair to push back and be like, well, the end game actually starts at level 50. Oh, oh okay. The real end game, my friend. The real end game is at level 100 when you're going for best in slot and you're min-maxing. No one's going for best in slot and min-maxing until they're level 100. Why? Because everything you're getting will eventually be replaced. That's kind of the point. Yeah, all Rod Ferguson has said is it's not a new man it's not a new campaign. That's all he's saying. He's not shooting down the fact that the seasons are going to have substantive content, he's saying it's not a new campaign. He's basically saying it's not an expansion, it's not a DLC. You're wanting a different game than Diablo is? What What do you mean? 
What do you mean I'm wanting a different game than Diablo is? Tell me what kind of a game Diablo is. I would love to be educated after playing Diablo 1, Diablo 2, and Diablo 3 that I want a different game than Diablo is. I would love for you to tell me what it is. Apparently, I don't know what it is. Just write it out for me. Educate me on what Diablo is. Yo, what's good, Mike? Uh, Nightmare Dungeons go up to level 150. Doesn't your endgame start there? That's what I mean. Like, real genuine endgame grind for hardcore players, as I was describing it during the show open. Come on. They're not really considering themselves, like, in the endgame until they're max level, because at that point, that's when you're really getting for your your capstones to your gear, your best in slots, your, you've got all your paragon points spent. Like, that is the end game. Like, sure, end game starts at 50, but that's not really where you're going to stay because you're not done yet. You've got to keep going. And again, I was speaking about, like, what's the impetus of, like, starting at level 1, having less access to XP? What What's the purpose of that? Skipping the campaign doesn't seem to make any functional sense either. As a, but a casual player will not understand why it's taking so long to get to level 100. Diablo's never taken this long to hit max level. I don't really like Diablo 2, or I must keep playing or get out of the starter zone. What's the site for the coffee? ReforgeRoast.com. I'm going to get some for the wife. Yep. It's just the name of the coffee.com. ReforgeRoast.com topic here but maybe later this guy and others heard that sony is wanting to do this they'll feature this showcase yeah 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 tippy i'm i'm kind of waiting i don't want to jump the gun on that i think sony's going to announce a showcase this week so we're kind of holding off but i i don't i don't want to jump the gun on that clearly none of us know what kind of game diablo 4 will be so yeah we don't want diablo 4 we don't even know what kind of game it's going to be blizzard hasn't given us the full details on any aspect Do we ship to Southeast Asia? No, I don't think so. Here's the dilemma. As soon as we have to ship outside of America, well, not even outside of America, as soon as we have to ship outside of North America, okay, the shipping gets so expensive, you're better off just tipping me money or, or gifting members. You're going to give way more money to the Postal Service than to me. I'm not kidding you. You're going to spend an exorbitant amount of money to ship coffee to yourself. It's like... I, you're not, it, that's not a great way to support me. It really isn't. I, I'm just being 100% real with you. If you're about to drop, you know, 70 bucks on some coffee, homie, just give some members. That's ridiculous. Diablo has its own DNA. Building a Diablo for everyone isn't what Diablo is. I'm saying if the game gets changed to something else, how do you hold the long-term player base? Here's the thing, Matazbo. My read of this in my opening monologue was... It seems like they tried to build a game for everyone, and that's the problem. It's like, it appeals to hardcore Diablo career players. I do, I think it does. But I also think they tried to smooth certain things out, like, oh, well, let's let's simplify the end game, so then the hardcores get mad. Oh, let's add more depth and length to the seasonal grind and the battle pass and the leveling, and then the casuals get mad. 
It just seems odd. It's like, wait, I don't understand. You took a bunch of great feedback from Diablo 3 career players. That's clearly implemented into the game. But then everything else seems like it's topsy-turvy. It's like you took hardcore players, you know, their endgame, and it feels like you've tipped it on its head. You took Battle Pass seasonal grind and leveling grind, and you tipped that on its head. It's like you made the things that are supposed to appeal to casuals more hardcore. You made the things that are supposed to appeal to hardcores more casual. A $5 tip from Mark M. They want the game to feel like it has more MMO elements and yet have us start all over multiple times per year. Those philosophies strongly conflict. Thank you. I'm, I've, I've got two streams. I have a stream where I said this game is an MMO in disguise and I have a stream where I said this game has an identity crisis. That is literally it. Like That's so concisely stated, Mark. What you stated is worth more than the $5 you tipped me. That's just beautifully stated. It's like, you, everything is so hardcore. MMO. Grind, 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 grind. And then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, start over every season. It's like, wait, what? Th- those things are in conflict with each other. He's listening to the people that will play the game and the casual Andy's got left out. Boo-hoo. Listen to me. If casual Andes get left out and the game is a success, then you can say that. You can throw confetti in the air and say, suck it, Andes, suck it, casual Carls, this game's not for you. My concern is that that will not be the case. There are tons of people, this is the first time, this is the first time in the history of the Diablo franchise that it's releasing simultaneously on console and PC. They're going to have a groundswell of more casual Diablo players, and they're going to lose them as soon as season one starts. And if you're looking at the bottom line, and you're thinking like a businessman, you're going to look at that and say, what a missed opportunity. That's millions of people that could have bought the battle pass, that would have continued to play. If you end up with a Diablo career player base, and that's the only player primarily playing Diablo 4, then I think you've largely failed to capitalize on your reach. Now, they might not think it's a failure. I don't know what metrics they're looking at. My personal position would be, what a failure to capitalize on your reach. Your game is everywhere, and you built it for career players? Like, what the, huh? Especially considering there are ways to build Spectrum in a game so your casual mid lane players are having a good time and your hardcore players are having a good time. There's ways to do that. And when you do that, you win the video game live service lottery because everybody's playing your game across a broad spectrum of player. Wheezy says, Diablo just feels like it's a game that I'm going to finish the campaign, get to the end game, and feel turned off. It feels pretty off. And I will say the Diablo hardcore players are very different than hardcore ARPG players. I think they're keeping it good for hardcore Diablo players and casual players, not hardcore ARPG players, which is fine. But it feels very off. For me, I'm less of a hardcore Diablo player, more of a hardcore ARPG player. It is genuinely not appealing to me on the surface and from everything that I have seen, which is, again, fine. But don't sell me a Civic and call it a Ferrari. Yo, it's good, Christos. Hello, chat. Uh, please make it for mid-level players like me. That's I'm t- th- Here's the thing. I've continued to say that I think the mid-level player is the future, and here's why. All the people who played 
EverQuest and World of Warcraft and all those games in a hardcore way. We're, we're all at different stages of our life now. The average age of gamers, the big cluster of gamers, is you know 28 to 40-something. And that season of life is pretty demanding. You're usually working one, maybe two jobs. Maybe you're married, maybe you're not. Maybe you have kids, maybe you're not. Maybe you're in college, maybe you're not. You're in some state of being. You're, you're, you're in some place that doesn't allow you to play games like you used to, okay? Not all of you, but a lot of you are now at a place where you're like, bro, I can't play a game for 16 hours a day and run on no sleep and just pound a Red Bull. You can't do do that, right? Your body doesn't let you do that anymore. Your brain, your body, your life just doesn't let you do that anymore. I think the mid-lane player is the future target audience because when you target the hardcore players, they're harder to satiate, they're harder to satisfy, they play in very, very unnatural ways. Casual players they're not as important like when i say casual in this in this current rant i'm talking like the people who maybe play an hour every other week you can't really appeal to them they're going to be very fair weather they're not going to really stay the tide in your game i think that beefy middle that mid lane player that is often referred to as a casual i think they're your gold i think they're your bread and butter because if you can get them in the game and into the game's rhythms, they will never leave. They'll never leave. It's just there. It's just this ever-present thing they get to do. They come home, grind some dungeons, come home, grind some bounties, and they're just feeling that sense of progression. That doesn't mean you build the game for them, but you have to give them a way to flourish in your game. That doesn't mean that hardcore players have nothing to play. I think you can give hardcore players something to play. This is why... In my opening monologue, I talked about Spectrum. I think one of the hardest things for game developers like this, one of the hardest things they find themselves facing is how do we develop a spectrum of experience where the guy plugging away and he can only give me 10 hours a week, he's going to feel a sense of satisfaction from the game and the guy doing 10 hours a day will also feel a sense of satisfaction from the game. That's the difficulty. Can you offer a game with Spectrum? So this guy clocks a couple hours every other night. He hits 10 hours at the end of the week. This other dude's playing between 5 and 10 hours a day. He's doubling the amount of hours as the guy next to him. How do you make a game where they both feel like their time is respected? They both feel like the game is worth playing. Diablo 4, as far as I can tell, is going to make it tough on both players to enjoy themselves. Yo, what's good, Lion? Whose voice are the devs listening to? The hardcore or the mid-levels? Hardcore players uh, seem to pound the drum louder. Well, yeah, they're the most engaged. They're on Reddit. They're on the forums. They're in my chat. They're in other chats. They, you know, they're watching YouTube. Uh, Dr. Pimp with nine months of membership. Amen, brother. Married with two kids and working, and it's very hard to find time to play my consoles and mainly play on my phone. Casuals aren't playing for the long term. It's okay, so it's difficult in these discussions because we have to make sure we're defining what a casual is, right? I think you can have a casual Diablo 4 player who's not really considered a casual player right I don't think you can do that I think you can be like oh well 
everyone's a casual. Well, no, I think a casual player in Diablo doesn't necessarily mean they're like a casual gamer. Does that make sense? So if you're going to be a casual Diablo player and every other night you, you log in and put in a couple of hours and at the end of the week you've clocked between 10 and 12 hours. Now a hardcore player is going to look at you and they're going to call you casual. But is that, that doesn't feel casual at all to me. That feels like a pretty committed player. There are committed casuals, and then there are, like, fair-weather casuals. Committed casuals are, like, they're in there and they're playing at a cadence and a rhythm, but they're not able to put in the insane hours, right? Now, there's fair-weather casuals who, like, they'll play the game the first couple of weeks because everybody's talking about it, and then they throw it over their shoulder. They're like, yeah, that was fun for a little while, you know. What's my proposed solution? Currently, the largest driving factor for the vast majority of ARPGs to draw players in is the seasonal cycles. That's an excellent question, Tiger. Here's how you do it. What you have to do is create a hierarchy of grind. So the actual seasonal grind itself, when you come and you go through the introductory base level quest lines, and then you have the battle pass, right? I believe that should all be on rung one of the ladder. Level one of the ladder should be, this is very easy to complete. Why? Because it's passive. It's happening in the background. It's satisfying to the casual player. It doesn't really matter to the hardcore player. Now, as you go up this spiral staircase, it gets wider, right? Okay, next up, you would have all of the challenges. Maybe you'd have certain rewards and certain gear things that you get if you do literally you know everything in that season well that's going to be quite a bit more demanding of the player that's not going to be as casual and the player that puts in the time they're going to feel a sense of reward and a sense of accomplishment and then you go up one level from that and now you're up at the tip of this just the tip of the absolute pyramid like the you know you got people doing like maybe platinums maybe you got certain challenges maybe you have actual now you have world tier challenges okay welcome to season 1 yeah bottom rung is like the battle pass and like the challenges in the quest lines congratulations well done you got that done cool right and then the next level would be I don't know, maybe harder versions of all those things, or maybe you just get further and it gets harder and harder and harder. And then up from there, now you're into like world tier challenges. Okay, you've done all that stuff. Now the seasonal grind's gonna shift for you up it to the up it to the tippity top of the world tier, make things really challenging. And that's when you would implement the end game. So now you would start to come in and start to fold in the end game of like, okay. You're in the season, you did all that preliminary stuff that's mainly meant for casuals and mid lane players, now it's time for you to do things in Nightmare Dungeons, Helltides, uh, Fields of Hatred, uh, Bounties with the Whispering Tree or whatever. Do you see? It, that's I just outlined for, for, for the Diablo 4 developers, that's Spectrum. There's no making up words or just butchering words at a new level. I'm not sure what you're referring to. What did I say wrong? So what I'm describing is that's spectrum. At every level of that seasonal grind, there's something for for the player that can put in that much time. The more casual players are like, okay, cool. Again, they can use their they can use their uh, existing character. They use their existing character. 
I know people are very much against that, but track with me here. If you use your existing character, you're not a part of the ladder races, you're not a part of any of those things. All you would be mainly doing is, is enjoying the new quest lines, the new story elements, the new characters, all that lore building, the battle pass, and maybe just the challenges and the seasonal rewards, right, for the challenges. Oh, I said congratulations, well done. Oh, that's from... Um, don't mind the Buzzcocks quiz show or whatever the the, the video game that 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 not the video game show. The, it's a it's a ga- uh, it's a game show about music, and somebody on there said, "Well, yeah, congratulations, well done," and like that became a gag throughout the rest of the episode. I've always I picked that up and I've always said it ever since. And then and then you have to understand something. Hardcore players are going to look at a battle pass and quest lines and go, "Who the frick cares about that?" That's nothing to them. That's hacked to ribbons by them in like the first day. I'm done. I'm done with the quest lines. You know, now battle pass, no, because they said the battle pass is going to take 80 hours, so that'll take a little bit longer. But still, to a hardcore player, an 80-hour battle pass is nothing. Why? They're going to clock 200 hours in a season or more. That's fair. I had to be sure, Mr. Unmitigatable. Unmitigatable is still such a good word. Unmitigable is not nearly as cool sounding. How long do you think it takes to level a character in the seasonal mode, having played seasons in past games? I would think they'd cut it in half. Isn't it like twice as fast, typically? Another order of coffee just eight minutes ago, and it's a triple threat. Table JFK snags himself one of every flavor. That's the way to do it. Thank you so much. Another great big day for the channel. So many people here. We don't quite have the member goal yet. We are actually very close to 4,000 members, which I have to shave my beard. You guys did get your Just Dance stream. My wife got the stuff. She ordered the stuff for the outfits. It should be here. That's this Friday night. Another great reason to be a member is you're going to get to see me do a Just Dance stream. It's like headband, wristbands, tank top, short shorts, leg warmers. Yeah, we're going full because you guys deserve it. (laughs) I don't know why that's what you get and that's what you deserve, but that's what you get. Who cares how long it takes to level up in a seasonal game? It's still infinitely longer than it would take me to level my already max character to max level. The proper pronunciation of unmitigable sounds like you're vomiting words though. I know, right? Uh, in D3, in D3, you can level up a tune in under two hours. That's why I'm not understanding the complaint with the time sync that you're talking about. Okay, so you're looking at it from the wrong end of the telescope, Coral Reefer. If you look at it from that end of the telescope, you're thinking like an informed, experienced player that knows just how long that takes, okay? Number one, we don't know that yet. So we got to be careful not to presume that speed will be, you know, imported into Diablo 4 from Diablo 3. We don't know that. Number two, all the casual player knows is they're starting over. It doesn't matter how fast it is. They're starting over. Like, picture that you've put in... Because think about what they're saying. I just really, really think about this for just a second with me. Think about the hours. Stop thinking about Diablo 4. I just picture the hours in your mind. Okay? It's 150 hours to get to level 100. So just imagine you've only put in a third of that. You've only played 50 hours. My wife 
beat Hogwarts Legacy and is now doing all the extra stuff around the castle, she just hit 56 hours. It's taking a really long time. She's just enjoying it, right? She's loving it. She's doing all the extra stuffs, right? I think when she beat the game, she was around 46, 50 hours, okay? That's where she was landing, right? Now, imagine at that 50-hour mark, something happening and me telling her, babe, your save is corrupted. You have to start all the way over. Or imagine Hogwarts trotted out a season. Hey, it's time for, you know, spring break season of Hogwarts and there's all this new stuff. You can come play and and you tell her, you got to start over. Do you want to know what she would say? No, thank you. I, I, I just got to the end of the game. I put in 50 hours with this one character. At 50 hours... You're one-third of the way to max level at 50 hours. 50! And she'd be facing starting over. Do you think my wife's going to want to do that? And listen, I'm arguing for my own personal preference and my own experience here because my wife and I like to play Diablo together. So we're likely going to have to just basically use the 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 campaign play through it nice slow and steady and we're just going to miss the first season there's no way around it you get to keep the original character you get the opportunity to try a new character new game modes rules and challenges completely optional what's the problem I feel like in this discussion, it's really, really hard for people to put themselves in the shoes of another player. Like, it's like you just can't do it. You're like, I don't see what the big deal is. You get to keep your character. It's the fact that they have to start over, bro. They have a character that they like. They designed them. They've seen their character in every cutscene. All their tattoos, all their all their clothing choices. They've seen their character in every cutscene. And it's like, welcome to season one, start over. They're not going to understand. If, if there's one thing I've gotten really good at, it's predicting how consumers will respond to products. And I'm telling you right now, a lot, the lion's share of the player base that jumps in this game and is not a super hardcore player, season one's going to hit and they're going to go, what in the blank is this? What do you mean I have to make a new character? I have a character. You're familiar with it. You're prepared. You know that it's coming. Expectations are everything. There are people who only want to one play one character. How hard is that to understand? It's not starting over if you change class. But you are starting over. You don't have to play the season. Oh my gosh. Track... Track with me here, okay? Track with me here. The very mechanism by which this game continues on is a mechanism that will not appeal to tons of players. You're telling me you're only going to play one class in D4? You're telling me that you're not listening because that has nothing to do with my argumentation. 
You're, you're, you're not engaging with what I'm saying, Coral Reefer. I'm not saying that I'm only going to play one class. You're, 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 I feel like people just don't listen. You're so, you're so entrenched in Diablo, you get it all. It's in your schema. It makes sense to your brain that when I introduce a different type of player, you, it doesn't make sense to you. You're like, that just sounds ridiculous. Who would be that way? Who, who could possibly be that way? Lots of players, bro. Lots of players. Who wants to play one class? There's only five. Listen to me. There will be tons of people who only play one class. One character. Tons. This is why I make the distinction between Diablo Hardcore and ARPG Hardcore. This is the reason why, says Wheezy. Why would anyone choose to be different than me? I do everything right, says Zubair. You're trying to make Diablo into a game that has never been. What do you mean I'm trying to make Diablo into a game that's never been? Diablo became this over the last eight years. The seasonal character model was introduced to Diablo. I love how people act like, oh, this is how it's always been. Really? It was that way in Diablo 1? It was that way in Diablo 2? Was it that way in Diablo 3 vanilla? No, no, and no. This is a new step in its evolution. It can't evolve beyond this? It, it, it can't change or alter course at all? This is it. This is the correct, perfect Paragon approach to ARPGs? What are you saying? It, it can't evolve? It can't improve? It can't, it can't change the way that it's going to approach ongoing content model? They've figured it out? It's perfect? Be reasonable. Be reasonable. You think it's all... They got it. It's perfect. No need to change. Like I said, go watch my show open. What did I say? I I, 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 I knew how the conversation was going to go. I'm enjoying this, by the way. I'm not, I'm not upset at anybody. I knew the conversation was going to go this way. In my show open, I said, this game is built for Diablo career players. It's not built for anybody else. Because the minute you start to push on the systems and you're like, I don't know about this. Why don't they change this? Why don't they do that? Why don't they make these adjustments? Those career players are like, what's the big deal? This is fine. This is how it's always been. Not true. This is how it's always been. And oh, you're making new characters is great. And this is why it's fun. Imagine making a Diablo 4 is made for nobody and then realizing you're a minority in chat. Cringe YouTuber. I mean, you're here, so I mean, how terrible is your life that you're in a video that you didn't approve of and you continue to hang out? Like, do you commonly go to restaurants where you hate the food and just sit there and talk like an idiot as well? Is Do you just make dumb decisions throughout the day? Please keep the dumb comments coming. I'm dying. There's an implication that just designing it for the career Diablo player is not good. Yeah, I do. I think that's a bad decision. Like, I do. I think that's a bad decision. Because I think they could appeal to so much more than just those people. Like, like, think of it this way. They don't have to change any of the, uh, any of the endgame hardcore stuff. Leave that alone. Leave that alone. There's one very simple change they could make. Hey, we have a seasonal battle pass. We have seasonal challenges and quest lines and seasonal rewards. 
and you can use your existing character if you'd like. You just skip out on all the ladders. You, you just skip out on all the ladder races. If they made that one change, that doesn't affect anything that hardcore players are doing. It doesn't affect what career players are doing, but it would allow more mid lane players to enjoy the game. It's funny, says Wheezy, because if you look at how Path of Exile 2 is compared to Path of Exile 1, they are streamlining so much and responding to feedback to make it easier to interact with and build. It still has depth, but they are specifically making it easier for everyone while still keeping the depth, and it makes it great, just easier to understand. Last Epoch, same thing. The game has in-game guides that explain everything if you hover over skills, attributes. It's why that over... Uh, it's why the other ARPGs are so willing to make themselves very open to both casual and newcomers while maintaining the depth at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. E- yeah, Wheezy's saying even the more hardcore games are trying to make themselves more approachable. If you sell to everyone, you sell to no one. I'm not arguing that they should sell to everyone. If you want your live service game to survive, you need Spectrum. You cannot simply appeal to one type of player. I don't think that that's the, I don't think that's the path forward. I don't. Tubes Gaming over, or Tubs Gaming probably, over here on uh, Kick. When you guys at me and you're not in live chat, you guys have got to at me in live chat in the Discord. No one's been through this format before, says Eugene. Seasonal wasn't in place at Diablo 3 at start. People have grinded their characters and put the game away, and then the season dropped, and they had never had to make the actual choice. Eugene's making such a good distinction. Some of you guys that are in here acting like apologists for the format, you're forgetting that seasons came later. It, you weren't you weren't torn to be like, oh, I'm not done with my main. I'm not done with the campaign. And a season started. Seasons came later to like rejuvenate a floundering player base. Uh, Tub says over here on kick, it's like they tried to make it a wow MMORPG, but with no mains and constant refreshing and re-rolling. Thank you. Everybody keeps missing this reality. You, you, you can call me a cringe YouTuber because your vocabulary is not larger than a 13-year-old on a playground picking fights. You can tell me that I'm wrong or you can tell me that it's always been this way. Nobody's interacting with that fact. They're requiring a very, very large amount of grind and a very, very large amount of hours, but they're also couching that and putting it in a, the game changes and refreshes every three months. It's like, what? It feels like an MMO that doesn't want to be an MMO. It's like they're fighting against being an MMO. It was like when I fought against being a talk show and tried to play games at the same time. No, you're a talk show, bro. You can't be both. This game wants to be an MMO, but it also wants to be a seasonal ARPG. And I'm feeling this inner conflict in the game. And that's why I'm like, this game feels like it was built for nobody. Who can get into these lanes? Because they don't make sense. I don't see how making a new character per season is a huge investment. But I will say, we got to see how long it takes to level up a new character to match each season. T-Bone, that's a question, yes. But here's the question nobody has an answer to. Okay? Oh, you're officially a father as 7 o'clock this morning. Hope the stream's been well. Yo, Kyle, congratulations, man. Here's the question you're not dealing with. It's not like they're introducing seasons six months down the line. Okay? Seasons are coming in the wake of the game launching. You're not considering what's going to happen 
when you have a giant portion of your player base that has not maxed out their character, maybe they've not even finished the, the, the campaign. I think the campaign, does the campaign finish around level 50? Is that supposed to be our understanding? Well, they, that wouldn't make any sense. Because we get to like level 25 in the beta and that's only the first section. So I would imagine you're finishing the game around level 100. Have they said? I don't remember if they said what, what, like, what, what's the timing on like finishing, uh, finishing campaign in conjunction with hitting max level. Let's just imagine it's virtually similar in timing. Okay. There's going to be a lot of players that don't hit 150 hours before season one starts. So when you say, what's the big deal with starting a new character? A lot of what you're saying is coming from the perspective of, I've been doing this for six years. What's the problem? That's not what's going to happen at season one. When season one hits, many players will be left with the decision of, I need to stop playing my main. I need to stop working on my first character, my first love, my first run through the campaign, and start a brand new character. That's not a decision made lightly. It's like, well, I'm, I've, I've been really putting the time in, man. Like, I just hit level 75, or I just hit level 70. I've put a lot of work in. Do you understand? Like, I don't necessarily think if you look at if you look at the way that people handle, you know, gaming, being asked to start over, that's not that big of a deal when you're in the context of that's just the cycle. You're thinking it in the context of I just ended season three, it's time to start season four. Sign me up, Charlie. That's not what people are going to have to do when this game launches. When this game launches, they're facing down the barrel of abandoning a player that they're not really done with yet. Like, I oh, I hit level 65, I played as much as I could, and season one starting? Seasons in the past gave you cosmetics anyways. Oh, only gave you cosmetics anyways. If you want to earn them, then go for it. If you want to prioritize finishing your main, go for it. Player choice isn't bad. You're ca- you're calling it player choice, but it's not player choice. You're be- you're choosing between two terrible things. Oh, I, I I abandon my main and come back to it later and grind a second and, and grind a season one character. But what if I never really finish that seasonal character? Because we don't know how long that's going to take. And now they're stuck in the seasonal grind of I got to catch up. Well, then they never go back to their main. They never go back and finish. Which, by the way, we don't know if the seasonal format will require you to beat the campaign one time or not. We don't know. Your campaign will be finished by level 45. That's what I gathered from the first pre-alpha. So they're they're anticipating the campaign being done around level 50. That might be a slight, you know, that'll soften the blow a little bit. Wheezy says, people seem to be ignoring the fact that Diablo 3 does not have a battle pass. Everyone is assuming things are one for one. You don't know if they're going to make the leveling as fast in Diablo 3. They're 100% planning to account for the battle pass. People need to pay attention. Eugene says, abandoning a character they just got going versus abandoning a character they hadn't played in two years. That's exactly right. Like, (laughs) it's not the same. It's not equals. It's, 
it's a false equivalency to be like we did this all the time in Diablo 3 what's the big deal pump the brakes you never did this in Diablo 3 you were never faced with hey I know you're not done with your first character yet. I know you've not finished the campaign yet, but season one's getting started. You were never faced with that decision. You had a player base that had largely thrown their hands up and said, this game's in a terrible state, and they introduced a great way for you to play the game rhythmically. They have already said once you beat the campaign, you can skip it on other characters. I'm 90% sure on this. It was included in my opening monologue. You Once you beat the campaign one time, all future characters can skip it. But you, when you skip it, you just start the game at level 1. And they said that you can use the side quests and the Whispering Tree to level up efficiently. But we don't know what that means. It, it, it honestly sounds like you're going to level slower when you skip the campaign. So... I don't know who that appeals to. Skipping the campaign, to me, would be like, you're done. You don't have to do that stuff. You can now get to the end game. Like, you would start as, like, a level 50, maybe. I always thought they should have done that in Destiny, by the way. When you would go play an expansion, and you did the campaign, they should have given you the option to say, I want to skip the campaign on my alts, and just bump those characters up in level to wherever you were at the end of the campaign. Like, why we got to play it three times? It loses its punch each time. What about if you level up your main to, let's say, soft cap, 45 or 50? It gives you an XP boost for your new seasonal characters. But again, for me, I like experimenting with... Su- se- well, they do, they do boost the leveling in the season. They do, T-Bone. 100%. Like, that's why it's so enjoyable for people. It's so enjoyable for people to come in and say, oh, hey, you know, I've been taking a break from the game. I'm going to jump back in and they get all those quick, those quick, satisfying hits. Ding. You level up. Ding. You know, oh, I've got new things to try, new builds to try, new gear to try, new, 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 new skills. I've never played with this character before. I think people are misunderstanding. I'm not saying that the seasonal format is bad. I'm saying it's super narrow and it'll turn a lot of people away. I think a lot of the times people hear criticism and they hear, oh, he's saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I think it's short-sighted. I think it stops short. It's like all you've got to do is let somebody, oh, hey, you you just got the level 54 and season one started. No worries. You can do the seasonal stuff, the battle pass, the new quest lines. You can do all that with your main character if you'd like. You're not going to be a part of any of the ladder races or any of those seasonal grind aspects, but you can do a a portion of that seasonal grind so you're a part of what's going on and just stay with that character. That's uh, that's not me saying tear the whole edifice down. I'm saying, man, make an adjustment here. You're going to lose a lot of players. That's not appealing to me. I create a tune. I bond with it. It's an ARPG. No, last time I checked in RPGs, the characters matter. All this does is devalue effort spent in making a tune. They literally say as well, this is where it gets confusing. They literally say as well, in one of the things about seasons, they say that you're going to have a better understanding of your character standing in the world of Sanctuary. And I'm like, what character? The character I just freaking made? That's not my character. That's just a body that I grabbed. Yeah, come on, I got to go do some seasonal stuff. 
I agree it's kind of a mess, but I will say it won't matter to the majority of the millions who play. Maybe. Maybe. I'm telling you right now, I feel like this game's made for nobody. Hardcore players are looking at the end game and saying it's too casual. Casuals are looking at the battle pass grind, the leveling grind, and the seasonal format. They're saying it's too hardcore. The two ends of the game that are supposed to appeal to those types of players, the end game is supposed to appeal to the hardcores. They're saying it's too casual. A battle pass and a seasonal grind and leveling, that's supposed to appeal to the casual. That's like passive nothing content. That just happens, right? We always said this as hardcore players in Destiny. Leveling is not content. It's not content. Leveling isn't content. It's just it's just something that happens. Battle pass isn't content. It just happens. So hardcore players are looking at it saying not not hardcore enough. Casual players are looking at it and saying too hardcore. And then the career Diablo players are like this is just right. This is exactly how it should be. They're they're basically importing and mimicking everything from Diablo three for the last eight years with a with a with a dash of Diablo two. And that's what I'm saying. Diablo 4 is made for nobody. It's made for nobody. You just made it for the people who've already been playing the game all this time. You're just going to pick up Season 1 in Diablo 4 and it's going to feel like Season, what, 29, 30, or whatever the frick from from Diablo 3. The entire game appeals to me. What group does that put me in? You're probably a career Diablo player. You you just want to play more Diablo. And here's the beautiful thing. I don't want them to take anything away from you. I'm not trying to take anything away. I'm not trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. I'm not trying to rob career Diablo players to pay to, you know to play casuals. I'm saying, listen, couple of changes and you guys could have a really winning formula here. You're gonna make a bunch of people quit the game really fast. And that's a problem. That's a lot of people who would spend money. Do you honestly think Blizzard Activision, let's just say I'm right for the sake of argument, and season one hits, season one hits, and there's a noticeable drop in the player count because people come soaring in and be like, oh, the new season's here, and then it immediately plummets because all those new players, all those less experienced players or more casual players are like, bro, I'm not making a brand new dadgum character, and they all leave. If that number is large, and that's a lot of people... That are like I I that, that are now not spending money. If you're Blizzard Activision, you're gonna look at that and be like, "That's a lot of money lost." Now they might have a number of, you know, returning users and returning spending users. They might have a target, and as long as they hit that target, they're good. I don't work there. I don't know what their target is. I would imagine those mid lane players that are playing on con on console. There's a lot of money you could make there. I'm watching this with my four-year-old. She doesn't understand that this is live. Can you give her a shout-out? Her name is Eloise. Well, Eloise is a beautiful name, and hello. Hi. <laughs> That's adorable. Uh, Wheezy says, like someone like me, I don't care about the battle pass or any of the seasonal story. I don't give a crap. I just want to grind, but it all looks so vapid. I think that's always going to be the challenge of any game. I'm not saying that the solution is easy. I'm certainly not trying to intimate that or, or indicate that. I'm not trying to be like, this is super easy. I conceded that in my show open. In my show open, I said, listen, having Spectrum in a game like this is just incredibly difficult. 
it's extremely difficult because what you're doing is is you're trying to create something that is super super appealing right to everybody the example I gave the example I gave in my show open is I said imagine you have an activity let's just say it's a boss fight let's make this very simple okay which by the way guys let's work on hitting this goal we had a huge day on Friday don't slow down now you, you guys are super close to that massive the, 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 the massive stretch goal we hit the 3000 we hit the 3500 and the stretch goal now it's within reach the beard shave is within reach so let's just consider a boss fight and this boss fight drops a sword and it's a really good sword people want it they think it's great they, they think it's good for you know certain activities certain builds or whatever now the game is very generous so the drop rate on the sword is awesome the potential rolls and stats on the sword is really broad I think this is a winning formula every time because if you're generous and people are getting the drop and they feel that little ding in their brain and that reward and then the depth of the item is where is where the chance happens that's a winning formula and here's why the very casual player will get the sword and celebrate yes I heard this sword is really good and they'll be like ah, oh, and they'll run around with it and they'll feel awesome they feel a sense of reward for the time that they put in go up one step from the super casual the more mid lane player you know the 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 middle of the road player they may they may grind it a couple times right they may grind it a couple times they get a good version they're not just satisfied with the first drop they're like let me run that a couple more times now why are they going to run it a couple more times well it's generous you have this wonderful cocktail of generosity with breath you know the items dropping but there's breadth within the item itself you're tricking the brain to a certain degree you're tricking the brain because they get the item but the item has breadth now they're going to go until they get a good one they're going to feel in their brain the same thing that the casual player felt the super casual player and the mid lane player both of their brains get the same experience of I got rewarded for my time. Enter stage left, the hardcore basement dwelling gremlin. And he's going to go until he gets the god roll. He's going to play. He's going to have he's gonna have theories about the drop rate and killing the boss in a corner. And he heard his friends say all this stuff. The hardcore player walks out on the stage and he says... I'm going to beat this boss until I get the absolute best roll. And when he gets the absolute best roll, the beauty here is that casual, that mid lane player, and that hardcore player, they all walk away from the boss fight feeling the same thing. Do you know what that does? It motivates further engagement I've always said generosity is not the enemy of engagement it's the promoter of it everybody thinks well if you're generous people are going to get what they want and they're going to stop playing that's not true 
if you're generous they're going to feel a sense of reward a sense of their time being respected and that's going to incentivize further engagement it's going to foster loyalty okay what i just described it's super easy to apply to a singular situation a boss fight with a drop make it generous breadth of possibilities on the drop okay welcome back violent baloney that is an amazing username thank you so much so that spectrum this is the fundamental failure that i see in diablo 4 there's no spectrum at all it's all or nothing it's all or nothing you either play this game like it's your freaking career or you're not going to get value out of it. And the challenge there is hardcore players, I'm reading hardcore players, they're looking at it and they're saying it just doesn't seem like there's enough depth. It doesn't seem like it's hardcore enough for me. Are they right or are they wrong? It's a matter of subjectivity. I don't know. But the point is is if you don't give this game, you're basically giving it career hours, you're not going to get value out of it. So, let's apply it to the boss fight example. A lot of the times in games up to now, the idea is we'll get more engagement with this boss fight if we're really stingy. If we're really stingy, we'll get more engagement they have found the opposite is true they found the opposite is true if you're really stingy you actually get disengagement and what you end up doing is is you only appeal to the people who can give you every square inch of their day they're just career players they're going to grind that boss fight until their eyes bleed and then they finally get the drop that they want okay and then you're going to lose the mid lanes And then you're going to lose the casuals. They're going to say, I can't even get the stupid thing to drop. I'm done with this. Right? I'm done with this. I'm not doing this anymore. I look at Diablo 4, and that's kind of what it feels like to me. It's like, y'all don't have spectrum. You're plucking one string of the banjo, and the Diablo career players, they hear the melody and they like it. Everybody else says, yeah, you're missing something. This doesn't seem like I'm going to like this. If they're too generous, the item isn't special anymore and the dopamine doesn't pop. Like in D3, you get a legendary every five minutes. They're worthless. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like oversaturating the drop pool to where you don't react to the colors anymore. I'm talking about one particular engagement with one particular item. And what you're saying is proven false by Diablo's Loot 2.0 system and in, in, in this guy's Reddit thread when he was talking about Anthem. He said that they found the opposite to be true. When they increased generosity, people no longer said, I'm just trying to get this item. They started saying, I'm trying to get a good version of this item. It actually promoted engagement. It didn't drive it down. Mr. Z says, generosity agreement. I don't have time. I play on the easier mode so I can get something out of the story and the entire game. Good to see you, Mr. Z. Kind of in from work. What have I missed so far? What's good, Christopher? Uh, I'll give you guys a bit of a recap. Give me some likes on the video. Let's let's set our sights on 500 likes. We've had a great, strong start to the week. Uh, I have a video coming later today as well. Is the $70 price point driving sales down? We're going to look at some sales charts. I don't think it is. 
we're going to look at an article that I think is presuming quite a bit. So make sure you're sticking around for that. That should be good. Another great thing you can do anytime I do these recaps is give some members. Great way to say uh, thanks for the recap. All right. So I walked through four big categories in the game. 150 hours to get to level 100. You know, the no gear sets in the game. And then I looked at the seasonal format. I looked at the Paragon system, uh, the end game. And then I looked at the ability to skip the campaign. So I looked at those four categories and I said, when I look at each of these categories, what is a hardcore player going to think of all four things? What's a casual player going to think of all four things? Then what's a new player going to think of all four things? And largely, the conclusion that I drew was virtually all of these systems are unappealing to each player type for different reasons. And that's the concern is that it's not built for hardcores. It's not built for casuals. It's not built for new players. It's built for career Diablo players is fundamentally what my opening monologue argued. Yeah, there's no gear sets in Diablo 4. They did away with them. They did an interview about it recently. Seasonal grind is a treadmill and a storefront for the microtransactions. Question, how much money do you think it will be the next DLC? 50 or 60? I think $40 is the typical DLC price. Typically, when you buy an expansion for a game like this, it's, it's, it's 40 bucks. 30 to 40 would be my guess. I would imagine they're going to use the expansions to introduce new classes. Because over the next... For the first five years at least, they can release a new class every year. That'll be the big tentpole of the of the of the expansion or DLC that they push out. Gear sets will be in the seasons, not vanilla. But do we know what those gear sets are gonna look like, Jake? Are those gear sets gonna be contextual to the season itself? Because they said that there won't be gear sets. Like that's not where you're gonna derive your power from. Off topic, but are you going to cover Tears of the Kingdom at all? I am going to cover Tears of the Kingdom. It comes out on Friday, which means we'll likely have to do a talk show that morning, play the game in the afternoon, and then go do the VIP weekly debrief. I don't think I can do a show with Mike then. The whole point of the paid battle pass on top of the cosmetic shop and the box price was supposed to be free DLC. Who said that? When has that ever been said? Diablo, Paragon Board, and Path of Exile skill tree. They're grabbing the worst qualities of modern ARPGs. Path of Exile 2 skill tree for reference. Yeah, like clearly Path of Exile's trying to shave down just how inaccessible their game is. Yo, what's good, Dan? Hope nothing crazy happens with Nintendo. What do you mean? There's no gear sets at launch, but they did state they would come later. They said there's enough systems at launch they don't feel sets were necessary. Oh. The interview I read didn't say that, so that maybe they came back later and had to clarify that. See, that's the other thing that I that, that's really worrisome about this game. The marketing for this game just feels really muddled and confused. Why would you do one interview that makes it sound like, yeah, no gear sets at all, and then you do another interview later and you're like, oh no, I'm sorry, yeah, gear sets are coming later. 
And then and then you talk about seasons, and you're like, oh, there's quest lines, uh, there's story elements, there's new and returning characters, there's lore. It's going to establish your place in the expanding world of Sanctuary. You're like, well, that sounds very story-driven. And then Rod Ferguson comes back later, and he's like, oh, no, 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 but it's not any new campaign. It's, it sounds like you guys are really messing up your marketing beats here. Like, what, what, are you, what are you trying to communicate? The reasoning for no gear sets was fair, says Paul. It forces players into a box when it comes to builds. R- right, that's the interview I read, Paul. I'm being told that, that, that gear sets are going to come later, is what I'm being told. We don't have enough info. There will be gear sets. It'll be a stepping stone in your gear, not endgame stuff. No clue. I don't think there's any info on what exactly, and I should say there will probably be gear sets in the seasons. Same thing how they said wings and pets don't fit the theme, but they will loosen up in the future. For the game coming out in a couple of weeks, there's still a lot of questions surrounding the game. Well, there's going to be a Diablo 4 developer update live stream this week. I believe it's Thursday, and it's about seasons, and, and we'll cover it. Like, we've covered all of the previous ones, so make sure you guys are subscribed. Make sure you press that bell button so you don't miss my streams throughout the week. If I'm ever not on your homepage on YouTube, always check your subscriptions tab, so that way you don't miss a live show. If we could get 50 more likes, that would be incredible. Gifted members have slowed down quite a bit. Coffee orders haven't slowed down, though. We've had a ton of coffee orders today. Thank you, everybody, who has done that. It's all over the place, says Graydon. I agree. There's been high-level overviews of stuff, but little definitive information. Oh, it's Wednesday the 10th? That's when they're doing the live stream? Okay, so it's not Thursday. Seasons in the past have been buffed up gear only usable in season mode. Right, it gives you a buff in the season. Right, right, right. Well, and see, that's why I don't understand the seasonal format, seasonal grind. I don't understand the Diablo 4 Battle Pass either. Yo, Rob V says, I'll poke it. He says, I'll poke the number. Come on, y'all. Let's hit our daily goal. Every 25 members, I got to give five back to the community. You guys went so big on Friday, you wore yourself out. Okay, here's the gear set's answer. As we've been building the game, we felt we could evolve sets in a new way relative to what we've seen in Diablo 3, but we needed some more time to get them into the game in a way that would work well with the rest of Diablo 4. So you won't see sets at launch in the game. We think sets are cool and we want to do them right. So that's something we're looking at for our live service. Okay. So sets are coming, but they're not going to function. It sounds like they're not going to function in the way that they functioned in Diablo 3. Interesting. Not quite sure how aspects are any different other than sets. They make you build your character around them and certain combinations will become meta like any other game. Absolute non-argument. I agree that if you do something substantial like beat a hard boss, you should get a good drop. Should be a guaranteed high tier item. But if you saturate the game, it doesn't... If you, um, I think you meant to say if you oversaturate the game, it doesn't work. It's a fine line. Well, no. He, that, that, see, that's the thing. Unkindled Ash. Here's the safety net. The safety net beneath being super generous is breadth in the item. Do you see? If you have a lot of breadth in the item, then the quality of the item 
for the for the casual player, the quality of the item is like, hey, it's shiny and it's orange. For the mid lane player, the quality of the item is it's shiny, it's orange. I I ran it a couple times to get a better drop. The quality of the item for the hardcore player, I ran that fight a hundred times and finally got the god roll. Do you see? You're you're not oversaturating the game. You're creating a hierarchy of value. Yo, what's good, Arcane Gaming? Arcane Gaming went big on Friday. Thanks for coming back. You're creating a hierarchy of value that you can't say it's oversaturated because here's why. The god roll version of the item would not be everywhere. It wouldn't oversaturate the game. Most of the people running around with the item would be in a you know, a mid to low version of it because they just accepted the first drop that they got. Does anybody know why there are no synergies between skills and why there's only five points that we can put in? The itemization skills, crafting, and stats felt really bland to me. That's a great take. Thank you. I, more and more, I, as I look at the game, that's what I said in my opening monologue. I said there, there just doesn't seem to be any spectrum it very much seems like a game that if you don't give it everything, you don't give it your all, you don't plug away and put in large, large amounts of hours, a lot of these systems, they break down. They, th- these, a lot of these systems only work if you play the game like a career player. Seasonal Grind only really works if you play the game like a career player. The, 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 the Seasonal Grind, the Battle Pass, uh, the Leveling... The, the maxing out a character there just there doesn't seem to be a lane for people to play the game in a non-career way I'm a huge fan of Diablo and played the game I, I played Diablo 3 multiple times with my wife we did the seasonal grind one or two times and I'm looking at the game and I'm like I can't give you what you're asking from me you'll be able to reroll items like in Diablo 3 for a resource cost mm, no they talked about that in a. Uh, there was interviews about crafting. They're gonna limit just how much you can influence the items. You're not gonna be able to like re-roll an item until the god roll spits out. That's not a thing. Isn't every MMO like that? Good ones, anyways. I wouldn't want a game with nothing to do. I didn't say the game should have nothing to do. You keep running to extremes to combat my argument as if I'm arguing the game should have nothing to do. Like, nothing nothing I've said today is that. I've, I've, I've not said, oh yeah, they, they, need to, they need to make sure the game has nothing to do. Marvel Heroes had generous loot explosion loot drops, but it was excessive to the point where items would despawn while trying to sort through everything. Oh, I mean, you can always go too far. Yo, Arcane Game, and he's like, bro, I'm not done. Here's another five spot. He takes us to 16 members on the day. Every 25 members, and I get five. He took care of some normals. He normals. He took care of some regulars. Jake and Suede both get a gifted membership from Arcane Gaming. And he says, I'm going to do five, and then I'm going to do one. And there it is, 17. Lauren Harris grabbed that extra one. No, but long-term objectives. But here's the thing. And another one. <laughs> another one. He's like, listen, man. I'm going to do this all by myself. I'm just going to do this one at a time for the rest of the day. Whiskey Panda gets a gifted member from Arcane Gaming. Oh, we are normal here. 
I meant normals as in like you're here, you're a regular. Yeah, you're not a normie. <laughs> uh, he's meant to say brokies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Take care of these normals. <laughs> yeah, give some members today. Some of these normals need help. Rise up, normies. Anyway, anyway. I'm not saying to take away long-term objectives. I'm not saying... In fact, what I'm saying is quite the opposite. I'm saying you need spectrum. Do you understand? If you... If if you give the hardcores really crazy grinds at the tip, at the tippity-top of the spiral staircase... That's the point, right? They're going for the long-term grinds. They're going for the long-term pulls. When did Diablo Immortal get to season 13? Yeah, I don't know how they got to season 13. I feel like that game... What are they, are, what are they doing? Like a new season every month? It, it has, has it even been a year since the game came out? Has it been two years since the game came out? I can't even remember. When did Diablo Immortal come out? Diablo Immortal release. Yeah, it was last year in June. It's not even been a year. Hi, buddy. New subscriber. I love watching you. If you're one of my new subscribers, you've been hanging out here, man. Be here as often as you can. Uh, It'll increase your chances of getting a gifted membership. We only need 40 more likes on the video. Hitting that like button helps more people find this video. We've had a great day today. Thank you, everybody who has hit the like button. Seasons are monthly, and they cost $5. That is weird. Yo, Killhawk, a brand new member. Look, y'all, you don't have to sit around and wait for a gifted. You can become a member for 5 bucks, and you get into all of my members-only content for the entire month. You get into the members-only Discord. Hit that dollar sign at the bottom of the chat or hit the join button. Get involved. Get committed. Do what Killhawk just did. We need more and more people to pick up their own membership. If you can afford your own membership, do it. Get out of that pool. Make room for the folks who can't afford a membership. If you got a gifted membership and you'd like to upgrade, you can upgrade for like a dollar and you get to member plus and that pulls you out of the gifted member pool or you can upgrade to VIP and be a part of the weekly unfiltered debrief with my producer every Friday. I wouldn't think a casual player would be interested in that, but that's okay. That's part of the spectrum, as you say. Yeah, so in my show open, Coral, I said that Paragon boards and Nightmare Dungeons and Endgame Grinds and Best in Slot gear, that stuff, it's totally fine if casuals look at it and say, that's not for me. That's totally fine. The mistake that they're making, Coral, is the stuff that should be appealing to a casual is not. It's too hardcore. A battle pass, a seasonal grind, new seasonal content. Those things are very casual. What hardcore player is like, bro, I can't wait to grind a battle pass. I can't wait to go do seasonal quest lines. Hardcore players are typically grinding the end game, best in slot, nightmare dungeons, increasing the world tier difficulty. They're trying to find all the best of the best stuff. They're not piddling around with a battle pass. The, the battle pass happens on its own. Leveling happens on its own. That's, that's the point I've been trying to make. 
you can have things for both types of players. The concern that I outlined in the show open, just a normal VIP, Stephen Marston. <laughs> just a normal, just a normal VIP. That's right. I'm enjoying the Safer Work broadcast. Thank you, Dustin Straw. And thank you, Killhawks has been lurking for a few weeks. Great content, bro. Thank you guys so, so much. Uh, let me give you guys a VIP count and a member count. Let's see where we landed. We're at 3621, so you're still within you're still within that three to four hundred reach of the of the stretch goal. And we have two hundred and sixty-six VIPs. Thank you guys so much. Becoming a member is a better battle pass <laughs> for five bucks a month. That's right. Not even a VIP plus. <laughs> Gross. Shut up, Abe. I'm definitely excited for Diablo 4, but what you say about it just makes great sense. I would like to see gear sets in it, but who knows? I will play it a lot. Well, I mean, if gear sets come later and they're designed better, I applaud the decision to wait. What's the difference between the light and the dark roast? Stronger taste? Those of you that are worried about us not doing the light roast, we ordered the light roast once in the time that we had to re-up the dark roast twice. This is not a super strong dark roast. This isn't going to be like a Komodo dragon from Starbucks, all right? This is a very, very drinkable dark roast. If you're like, oh, I only ever drink light, listen, try one bag of the dark and you'll probably convert up to dark. Most people think that it tastes better. Slightly stronger, but it's not going to smack you in the tongue because it still has balanced acidity, so no bitterness. And it has like a hint of chocolate that really takes the edge off of it being a darker roast. It's not a dark, dark roast. It's slightly darker roast than the light. Yo, Killhawk. He doesn't just jump in as a brand new member. This guy jumps in and he gifts five, pays it forward, puts us one away from the daily goal. Sergeant, Jay Normus, The Singer Bro, Dark Magic, Ed Salmon. You guys all got gifted members. If you get a gifted member, it's a great way to pay it forward by gifting one more. Dark Roast, Best Roast. Good to see you, Mo. Dark is smoother and should have a little more caffeine. No, Light Roast typically has more caffeine. The darker you roast it, the less caffeine you get. That's what I've been told. I'm not a coffee expert, but that's what I was told. Doc's about to convert to the light. Oh, Doc Dark. (laughs) A lot of them are. I'm seeing a lot of guys out there suddenly talking about getting a PS5 and covering PS5 games. It's like, oh, okay. Like, you guys suddenly woke up and realized where the video games are. Yo, Stone Spire gifts one. Steven Marston upgrades to VIP Plus. He says, don't be talking smack to me, Abe. I'm always here even if I say nothing. It's good to see you, Mo. It's on the game developer, says Mick Pratt. When you try to build your game to please everybody, you please nobody. Lono is right. Light roast is most calf. That's facts. Yeah, I think the more it's roasted, the less caffeine you get. But again, this is not a super dark roast. This is like, okay, there's light, there's medium, and there's dark. This, our dark roast is like one notch above medium. It's, it's Again, it's not a Komodo dragon. It's not going to smack your mouth. It just isn't. The coffee kingpin isn't a coffee expert. 
I mean, I know enough to talk about it, but I'm not like the the super highly educated like coffee snob. Not even a VIP gold gross. Shut up, Abe. Uh Dark roasts with their bolder, gustier taste are typically seen as carrying more substantial caffeine punch than light roast. Trying to get me copyright claim coming in here with music playing? Eugene found something on Google that says light roast coffee has approximately the same caffeine content as dark roast coffee per bean. I don't think you're going to notice a caffeine difference between our dark roast and our light roast because they're, again, they're not that far apart. They're not that far apart. If you go all the way to the tippity top and that, that, those beans are burnt, then you probably get less caffeine. The oils are what have the caffeine, says Thrifty. The longer it roasts, the more the oils are cooked out of it. Right, so if you go all the way bottom breakfast blend and you go all the way up, you know, wi- you know cracking a whip on your tongue dark roast... You're going to get less caffeine, I would think, because they burned it out. Um, No more light roast? For now, I'm going to ask people that want the light roast back to order a dark roast and make a conclusion. Right? You're going to, like, just order the dark roast and make a conclusion. If you order it and you're like, nah, this is too dark for me, okay, then we, we can revisit that. I don't think that's going to happen. I firmly believe that every single committed light roast drinker is going to order this and be like, this is great. I don't, I'm fine with this. Because again, you're not ordering like a, a really, really strong dark roast. You're not. Vengeance thinks Frickmas is the best, then light, then dark. Well, Frickmas is still available and it's on a crazy good sale. So while you're trying out the dark roast, clear out the rest of my light roast it's also discounted and on sale and the frickmas is marked all the way down to 1095 so clear it out as well go grab yourself a, tr- a triple threat you save a little money when you do a triple threat anyway you save a little bit of money you get all three flavors they're each they're each discounted a little bit it's great it's a great time it's a great time to get it all I will bring back the light roast if there's enough demand for it. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think most of you are just going to convert to dark. There's no whole bean option because I have to buy it in bulk and they can't split the order. It's like, I'd love it to do like 70, you know, ground, 30 whole bean because that's about what where it would probably divide. A lot of people don't have, you know, uh, bean grinders in their house. No more light roast. I, I, I ordered the dark roast twice, almost actually three times in the time that we needed to order the light roast once, maybe twice. It's the demand's not there. It's a lot of money for me to do a put an order in and the demand wasn't there. If the demand is there, we'll bring it back. It's not going away permanently, but I'm not chunking up that kind of capital for something to sit in my house. <laughs> That's my regular. JW, have you tried the dark? Just try a dark. Get a bag of dark and try it. I don't I don't think you'll be you, you'll be surprised. Yo, Arcane Gaiman says, let's be an agent of chaos. He rolls past the goal, and that means we have to bump it up. This guy, this guy gifts one. Thank you so much. Out of everything I subscribe to, I swear I get the most from money from your channel, Ono. Always happy to be here. Thank you, Cody Biscuits. 
Over 50% likes. Sweet. Yeah, we need 10 more likes. We need 10 more likes. 10, tickety 10 more. Do we have a thumbnail for the debrief today, creature? We might actually, I, we might end up having a really good discussion about today's video. Today's video is our $70 games hurting PS5 game sales. That's what we're hearing. I don't, I don't agree. I've got facts to back it up. So what you're saying is we have casual light roasters and hardcore dark roasters. <laughs> light roast is going to be the McRib. It comes back every so often and people lose their minds. What's up with the title? I argued in my show open that I don't think Diablo 4 is made for anybody. I feel like it's made for nobody. I have tried it, says JW. Not saying it's bad. I like the light a lot more. Alright, here's what you're going to have to do, JW. Here's what you're going to have to do. You are going to have to rally the light roast troops because I'm, I'm, I'm not dropping I'm not dropping an order until I know there's plenty of people that are going to order because the light roast orders just fell. It, 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 it was super... It moved really, really slow. The analysis was so dumb. It's a price versus a volume thing. I break down everything, Eugene. I even break down the fact that, you know, comparing anything to 2020 and 2021 is kind of dumb because those years were insane for everybody. So some of this is just pure market trends, not a response to price. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, com- you can't compare anything to 2020 and 2021. So wait for the video. Let's not cannibalize the video. No, we cannot order in smaller quantities. We are already ordering at the smallest quantity they will let us, and we've been grandfathered in. They want us to bump up to the next quantity. I'm not quite pulling in the capital to do that. We're getting to a much better place where I think by this time next year, I'll be doing the larger orders. That's obviously better for us because we get more, and then we're in a better relationship with the provider, right? And then we're no longer grandfathered in, right? That also cushions us. That cushions us from needing to raise prices because raising prices is just necessary as things continue to inflate up. It costs us more to ship at this time than last time. It'll start to cost us more per bag. So we can we can fight against that by increasing quantity, but that's going to take a while. You just have to, you, like, you got to understand where we're coming from. It's, it's literally me and Creature. Like, you know, I got to be careful. <laughs> I got to be careful with what I do. We're, we're doing we're doing everything we need to we're doing everything we need to so if the light roast comes back you know it'll be celebrated it'll it'll be there it'll be worth it people will be excited but I gotta I gotta see the demand and we just we need to be in a place where I don't feel like I'm I'm, I'm taking on massive risk either because it was a little scary when everything went bad with the frickmas and then the frickmas didn't sell nearly as well as we needed it to because it showed up late and it showed up in white bags. The Frickmas always slowed down the light row sales, John. So maybe we just need to consider that. I, I don't know. Just always have the light roast and just understand that it's gonna slow down when the Frickmas shows up. Just give me give me a give me a month to think about it and look at how things are going. And then I'll be able to make a better decision. out of curiosity if someone wanted to buy a whole pal to dark how much would that cost we've not really looked into that because the shipping of boxes is expensive is there still frickmas around yes we have approximately let me look 
we have approximately 60 bags of Frickmas left, and they are still heavily marked down. Heavily marked down. So, uh, yeah. Take advantage. Man, they're fixing this game at a blistering pace. Fix an infinite loading screen. Fix a save system crash. Yeah, slow down. Don't wanna, don't wanna break your neck. Around two k. I, uh, I need. If you have a thumb for the debrief creature, I can't schedule the premiere until I have that because I have to create the members debrief first. So that way, when I schedule the premiere, I can redirect. But I guess I could just use a placeholder thumb. Um, personally, I think getting rid of the light would be a bad idea. It's great to offer two permanent options and the frick being seasonal. No, no, no. And Abe, we think the same thing. Creature and I both think the exact same thing. It's far better to be like, you know... Dark Rose, Light Rose, Dark Rose, Light Rose. That's great, right? The average consumer prefers one. We definitely agree with that. So. Yeah, you heard me say on hold I'm getting. Diamond Friday, don't get me on you. Oh, I thought you said you forgot to send it. Oh, you said give me a minute. I just saw that you said I forgot to send it, so I was expecting it to, like, come through any second. If you check the Hogwarts Legacy on PS4 and Xbox One, it's performing very well from everything I've read. So, that game's on pace to be the biggest game of the year. Nothing will touch it. Nothing will touch it. The fact that it runs well on the PS4 and the Xbox One, not not a single game this year will be able to commercially touch Hogwarts. It's just not possible. It hasn't even touched the Nintendo Switch yet. If they figured out how to get that thing to run well on the Switch, then that's a wrap. That is an absolute wrap. Commercially, nothing will come close to Hogwarts this year. It'll probably be a long time before anything comes close to Hogwarts, personally. Commercially, I I don't think I honestly don't think another game will compete with it for a very long time. It'll be very difficult. Because the cross-generational support is going to get phased out for most games. The Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro are out for performing the Series S. (laughs) That's insane. Spider-Man 2 enters the chat. Yeah, on one system, the PS5. There aren't enough PS5s in existence to compete. Every single PS5 owner could buy. (laughs) Well, maybe I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Spider-Man 2 doesn't stand a chance. It's on one system. Literally one. You Nothing, nothing will topple Hogwarts. Nothing. It's not possible. It's everywhere. Yeah, it'll have to be GTA 6. It'll have to be something like GTA 6. You, you, you're talking about... The, the, the sales are insane. And the cross-generational support gives it such an insane advantage. And it's on the Switch. A Harry Potter game on the Switch... That's so unfair, bro. Like, I'm telling you, nothing's going to come close anytime soon. If you guys are going to try to double this, because he did push it up to the next goal of 50, I will owe you 10 instead of 5. I will do it during the premiere. You guys have about 5 minutes to do so. Um, 
reuse the settings. Uh, okay. There we go. Mm -hmm. Where'd he go? There he is. Okay, get that set up. That set up. All fifteen today. Mm. Saw one retail commercial that hyped more PS5s coming. Still, it's been weird how they release it. I think Spider-Man 2 is going to be amazing. I think if you think a single... If you think a game on a single platform can compete with Hogwarts, you are going to be sorely disappointed. You are going to be sorely disappointed. There's just no way. Did I beat Redfall? Yeah, I beat it by uninstalling it. (laughs) Uh... Needs to be in the playlist. Uh, Come on. Mm. Okay. Set up the premiere. Calm. Redirect. There. $50 tip from Elevated Vibrations. Glad to see you doing your thing on YouTube. Keep up the good work. Can't wait to play Starfield at 30 FPS. <laughs> I don't think Starfield's going to be at 30 FPS. Phil Spencer would not have approved um he would not have approved that question. He would not have approved that question. He would not have let them ask about that. There's no there's just no way. He let them ask that question and he's going to let Starfield debut that announcement because that'll be the headline. If you think they're going to end a showcase with Xbox and a showcase with Starfield and say definitively that it's 30 FPS, it will undo all of their marketing that day. That's all anybody will talk about for the rest of that week. It doesn't matter how many trailers they trot out. It doesn't matter how many announcements they trot out. If they end that Sunday with 30 FPS... They're marketing. They're done. Like they'll. There's nobody's gonna care about a single thing. That is. That's all anybody will talk about. That's it. It'll dominate every headline. It'll dominate every 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 article. So, yeah, he wanted to say more, but he stopped himself. He wanted to say more, and they they pre-approve those questions. What's going on with the? What was that? Am I am I imagining things or is that like a crazy frame? I must be imagining things. I'm not saying it's going to be stable. I'm just here to tell you I'm not saying it's going to be stable. I'm just here to tell you that they are going to get to announce 60 FPS. We don't know how well it's going to run. But there is literally no way he approved that question. Paris said that there was no approval of questions. They have a free go of questions. That's not true. That's not true. There is literally no... (laughs) 
I did interviews main stage E3. You no, you do a pre-interview. You do, you let them know everything you're going to talk about and focus on, and you give them the ability to say, "No, nah, you can't ask me about that." I had a company say, "Don't ask about co-op." I had another company say, "Don't ask about season pass." Like there were companies like, "We don't want to talk about that right now. We we don't have answers to those questions right now." There is literally no way that they just threw out that 60 FPS question and Phil Spencer was like, oh yeah, Starfield's going to have an answer for you. That was pre-approved. That was pre-approved. <laughs> the next box show could be open-ended. You don't bring on somebody the size of Phil Spencer and just pull out questions out of your rear end and hope that he's allowed to answer them. I'm just saying what Paris said. Didn't say I believe it. Yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe it for a second. Because all Paris is trying to do is push back on, oh, you just gave him softball questions. You just made it really easy on him, right? That's what he's pushing back on, that notion. That's all he's pushing back on. And that's fine. He can push back on that notion. There's always a pre-interview where you say, these are the things we're going to talk about and ask about. Is all of this okay? And if Phil was like, don't ask about 60 FPS in Starfield, they wouldn't have been able to, unless they want to burn a bridge. Okay. I got to give you guys a link to this, uh, this $70 game. So basically, people are arguing from stats that PlayStation game sales are down because of the $70. I interact with the article. I look at the stats. Thank you for an amazing day. Thank you for the member goal. I'll gift the five that I owe you over there. You can even gift more in the premiere if you want. Thank you for the amazing super chats. We're going to debrief with members after the premiere. It's a great reason to be a member, all right? You can use the link in chat. If you don't want to use the link in chat, I'll redirect you. Thanks for an amazing day. You guys over on uh, Kick, you're going to have to head to YouTube. So thank you guys for just such a huge, huge day. Use the link in chat. If that doesn't work, you can always go to the main page on my YouTube channel. It'll be the most recently featured video. And you can always feel free to loop back on these live streams and leave a nice comment. That does help them out. Thanks for watching today. I look forward to seeing you over in this premiere. Thanks for 13 months, Elevated Vibrations. And if you're at a member plus, remember to upgrade to VIP for four bucks and you can be a part of the end of the week VIP debrief. It's unfiltered and my producer joins me. Hang on tight for the redirect. I'll see you in this $70 video.